Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I see this as an opportunity to see who's going to fight John Jones. Since you're new to this, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, so, well, thanks, Sean, for that um, introduction. So, my name's Reese. Um, I'm the newest member to the Torch team, MMATorch.com, um, and MMA Torch on your main, main social media channels. Um, I'm currently living in the UK, um, sort of the voice for this part of the world for the Torch. Um, I'll be looking to cover report on the main stories revolving around MMA um, giving you a bit of a British twist to it at times as well um, whether that be for UFC whether that be just main talking points um, and other organizations but basically I'm here as part of this team to provide you with re- very real and um, unique I'd say content uh, alongside myself and Sean and the rest of the team. Basically, he'll be reporting uh, when Darren Till gets his ass whooped, is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he gets his ass whooped, we're going to hear from Reese. <laughs> you know, you uh, uh, but that's a good <laughs> update. Um, Darren Till just took another L. <laughs> actually, when is the, when is his next fight? Actually, well, I'm hearing obviously there's a card in London on. I believe it's March 19th, but because of what you've just said, the ass beating that he took in his last fight, I don't think he wants to return that quick. Um, so the word on Darren Till is that there is no word right now. Hmm. Wow. You would think that he would want to jump back in there uh, just to remain relevant. Uh, maybe he'd change camps. I think that's always the worst thing you could do when you get old because now it's just desperation. No, I think it's the best thing you could do early on. And I see why people do it, but I I don't think the mentality is the right one is, oh, I'm desperate. It's like, no, start all the way over as if you're going to be doing it for another 20 years, you know, another 10, 20 years. A lot of people are just like, oh, maybe I can make some quick changes. No, 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 no. People have been wrestlers for all of their lives people have been strikers for all of their lives you're not just gonna get a quick fix and then go from there you know some people can but that's because they're already real well-rounded so hopefully um 
And he, he, I, I asked because he's probably going to be on the bomb couch soon. Uh, <laughs> I think he is on the bomb couch, actually. Let's be, you know, let's be for real. He's a, he's a bum right now. But he's, a type, he's the type of guy that could actually sell a fight, you know? He sold that fight to Masvidal. You know, he had to pay for it, <laughs> unfortunately. Oh, definitely. He sold, the, yeah, he sold the fight, though. And I was going into that thinking Till might have had the edge because, you know, Till can knock you out, and he's a long guy, you know. Uh, but, yeah, well, that was bullshit, <laughs> as we saw. Um, but uh, enough about him. Did you yeah. see this current – did you see this last uh, Saturday's fight card? So – I've watched parts of it. I have been busy this weekend with something else, but um, obviously Giga uh, Chikadze in the main event looking as bad as you pretty much can look in terms of the physical damage. I've seen various photos of him, so good win for Calvin Cater. I mean, I'll, I'll defer to you to start with it if you've watched it, but like, I actually, I actually didn't. I saw the aftermath. I didn't yeah. get to watch it. As you know, uh, I'm moving. Uh, I got a lot going on. I'm oh, you got a lot. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I didn't get to see the card the way I wanted to. I, I wanted to see the Chukagian fight. Um, don't know who won that. Uh, yeah, I haven't even really looked up results. I've just been packing boxes and um, making phone calls and making sure my mail doesn't you know um turn to stay where i'm not yeah uh but um calvin Qatar, not a fan don't care he make he's so boring to me as a like on paper it's not it's not necessarily him i don't mind him it's just that i i see that name and i don't care i look at his stats and i don't care i see his fights and i don't care he's not finishing anybody Sure, he had a great fight here. That's not what I'm... I'm not saying he doesn't have great fights and that he can't fight. I'm saying I don't give a shit, and he doesn't make me. I'd rather see Darren Till do something. Um, it's it's unfortunate that he won that fight because I don't think that he's going to get anywhere near where he needs to be to not get his ass whooped in a title fight like Donald Cerrone would. You know, he, he, he screams out Donald Cerrone, a guy that can fight, win fights, and... Be cool as far as uh, his work rate, but then you put him in, you know, uh, you you put him in front of somebody who's hungry and they're whooping his ass. Am I wrong? No. You know, like so, so that dude, like, it's weird because I, I hate to do that in a way that, yeah, you know, I wish I had watched that fight. I wanted to, you know, I wrote about it. I wrote about the, you know, coming up with it, uh, come, leading up to the fight. You know, that that morning I wrote an article, uh, three fights to watch. Uh, and that was one of them because I want. I thought he, I thought he could win the fight, but I thought he'd do it in unimpressive fashion. I was wrong about that because you know he beat the hell out of you know his opponent. But I'm still not dazzled by him. What about you? Yeah. Um. Well, it's just interesting that you you say that actually about him. But when this card, when I looked up this card before before the fights, I was like, you know, typical what we think about as MMA fans, you look at the names and you think, mm, okay, not the maybe not the greatest start to the new year, but, you know, the fights do play out differently than what you see with the names. Um, but I'm just looking here. The prelims, every fight on the prelims went to a decision. 
Mm. And one, two, three, four of the six on the main card went to decision, <laughs> including the main event. So, yeah, I mean, Calvin Cater, um, I understand and I agree with the majority of what you said there about, I think as a fighter, he can be exciting. Um, but looking at him in terms of what he brings outside of the octagon, I don't see much. Um, I don't see much personality. I don't see much spark. I don't. I don't think he's bringing in a massive following. I don't. You know the Max Holloway fight. I mean, most people only know him because he got so beat. Like he got beat up so badly. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And. Yeah. He calls himself uh, like he's supposed to be the Boston finisher. I think that's his that's his nickname. Mm. And he all he does is go to decision. And I'm like, hey man, you know, let's let's cut the shit. Like, and not who you say you are, and I don't appreciate that for one, because it's a fight and people are looking for finishes. You know, like even in boxing, everybody's looking for a finish if they can get one. You know, this isn't um it's not wrestling, man. It's not amateur wrestling, you know. <laughs> We want a we want a, a a knockout if we can get it or a submission. We don't want it to go to distance just because. Uh, and and then he's one of those just because guys. See, he's not hungry, man. He's not. Max well, yeah. Max Holloway knows. And and to be fair, my knock, my only knock, and it's not. Max Holloway doesn't finish. He stays in there with you too long, and I know why he does that. He stays in there because you can't go as long as he can. But, like, he absorbs too much damage. And that's not smart. You know, so, like, so he's not, he's the only guy that's not, he's hungry, but he's not staying in there with you and outlasting you just because he's some UFC guy and happy to be there. He's doing it as, as a uh, strategy. But I'm, I'm telling you, it's a flawed strategy. He's going to hate that he did that later in his life or just a couple of years from now. But, uh, so with Calvin Qatar, it, it, it doesn't, what's he doing it for? You know, he doesn't need to do that. Go out there and win because Max Holloway, here's the thing. Max Holloway is on the other side of this and he's going to beat your ass again. Mm. If you get too high in the rank, you know, if you get there again, he's going to beat your ass again. So, um, what's the point of you going to decision? You need to at least make people think that you can put them away. And if they oh, think yeah. that, they, they're going to make their own mistakes out of fear, just out of fear, not necessarily fear of you, but at least the fear of a loss or losing badly or fear of something else. It doesn't have to be you, you know, uh, but it could, it could be a fear of something else. It's a healthy fear. You know, you want to you would call someone to be overly cautious if you're a knockout artist and stuff. And that that just leads them right back into the knockout. So. Well, it's, his, it's yeah. interesting. if. Um, you say he has to go in there and finish. If if you're Calvin Cater, you have to finish um, Chikadze because, you know, coming off that loss a year ago, it's, it's, this was the first time he fought since the Holloway fight. So there is so much to prove um, if you're Calvin Cater. And yet, does the world totally prove that you're back on track against, you know, Chikadze ranking that number nine? Um, I just... I don't know. I mean, if you're Calvin Cater, where do you go from here? That's the question. Well, they were saying um, Yair Rodriguez or um, 
the winner of uh they they were saying Rodriguez or Ortega or the winner of um Volkanovski and uh, who else who's he supposed to fight? So he's now scheduled to fight the Korean zombie, which is just crazy. Yes. We need to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's long overdue. I think the Korean zombie should have been in there. I'm, I, I'm a just well, I like him a lot, but I think he should have got a title, a title fight, probably a while ago, mm. uh, when he was on a nice little run. But this is a good fight for him. I don't yeah. think Volkanovski necessarily understands um, how much of a veteran he is. I think he comes in there with that blitzkrieg shit. He's gonna find himself on the wrong end of some jabs, um, and he he likes. I hate Volkanovski. I hate him. Sorry, hate him. Can't stand his attitude. Uh, is he a legitimate champion? Sure, sure. You know he's won. I I don't think he beat Max Holloway either time. I thought he did even less the second time. It took him like three rounds for him to start giving a damn like he was a champion, and then they gave him the title. I'll always have beef with that because he did. He's fought the same fight and then did less in the second one, and Max did more, and they still gave the damn fight to him. And people are like, oh well, you know, he de- he definitely won the first one. I'm like, how? They're mirror images. If you show me those fights back to back, you can mix in footage of both fights, and I bet you you wouldn't even know which one it was. <laughs> you you would have no clue. You'd be like, oh well, I don't know if that's the first or second. Because he fought an identical fight. But I can tell you where, where Max stepped his game up in both fights. You know, uh, I can tell you where he was lackadaisical till it got late. He didn't care. And, and it's, it's almost like he already knew he was going to win or something. I don't want to go too far into that stuff. But um, I hope the zombie whoops his ass. And I hope he has to fight someone like Qatar next or maybe even Ortega again. I, you know, I did enjoy the Ortega fight. I mean, yes, tr- props to him for winning that fight, but um, I'd love to see that Ortega fight again. Maybe uh, or, or Yair Rodriguez fight would be great too. Mm, yeah, I think. I, I think. Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, the the Ortega fight was a good fight, but was it that competitive? Other than the two times he had him, and uh, potentially right. submitting or um, Volkanovski. I mean, other than that. You know, it was fifty forty five across the board. So, yeah. do you do you do that again? Uh, say say Volkanovski beats the zombie. I think they I think the UFC are too smart not to go back to and reschedule Max Holloway for a third time because obviously this has been the zombie's only in because Max has pulled out from injury. So it's I don't know. I think Volkanovski's in a good spot, but I think there's. I mean, Max won the second fight. I mean, you know, let's not be around the bush. Uh, he won the he won the second fight, so there's great reason to run that back for the third time. Um, and I think there's a a good few other guys that could pose a lot of challenge for Volkanovski in the future. Yeah, he's not a conventional champion because we know he lost at least one of those fights. Yeah. You know, and um, that's my biggest thing about him. And it's like, I, I understand how impressive he was in the lead up to his title fight. That shouldn't mean anything. Oh, he was impressive. Yeah, but like you're scoring this fight. I didn't see anything in there that told me he was a better fighter than Max Holloway. Like, tell me what's better, what he does better than Max Holloway. Intensity? Exactly. I mean... You know, like, ooh, he's, 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 sc- he, you know, he's scowling. Ooh. 
Like, I, like that's he's more menacing when you look at him. He raises his eyebrows more. Like, I mean, literally, he does nothing better than Max Holloway. And you cannot take the belt from a champion when this guy's fighting the same fight and not doing much. Like, he's 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 worse than your champ. It's a decision, and the decision they made was Max Holloway's had this belt for so long. Let's get it off of him and create some bullshit. Yeah, that's what I feel like. Um, is it, it wasn't, and here's the gold standard for taking the belt off a champion is is uh, Frankie Edgar versus B.J. Penn. Mm. You took that from him. Th- that's when you can clearly say, "Yep, you got it. You got to give him that that title. You got to." Anything short of that, I don't care. You could argue all day. You know, like, I mean, (laughs) I I would say that there's plenty of, of, like, that that didn't come nowhere near to that, you know, that standard at all. I'm not saying, I say it's the standard, but obviously not everyone's going to outclass that one that much. At the same time, um, they do need defining moments and signature things that they're better at in order for you to crown them. You know, um, but enough about that guy. I he's such he's he's got his head up his own ass so far too. And I'm like, dude, some people like myself don't even think that you won I the first fight. So I don't know what you it's not a John Jones thing. There's there's several fights we can argue he lost, you know. But the other ones he's won definitively, you know? Like, like people really he really has you don't want some fights definitively. And and we cannot take that away from him. We might, we might, uh, and Volkanovski's trying to be lumped in with the John Jones. As, as, and I can respect that. Everyone's trying to, but, you know, there's a standard that's put there that he hasn't met. But speaking of title pictures, um, Chukagian and Maya, mm. had, did you see that fight? I've seen the highlights of it. And it's very difficult to set. I mean, Listen, these these athletes are incredible, and we've got to give them respect and stuff. And I'm all about giving respect. And but with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, I don't... When, when, when you win a fight and you're in the post-fight press conference and you're saying that, that I hope the company re-signs me, tells you everything you need to know <laughs> about Caitlin <sighs> Chugagian. So it was a uh, decision, huh? Yes, yes. Of course, yeah. You know, I'm disappointed in uh, Maya not taking her out. Mm. Uh, I am because I thought Maya had, you know, she she went the distance was uh, distance with Shevchenko, so yeah, I thought she would be the one that would get back like to 
the title picture. Like, I would put her in front of a, a Pena. Mm. You know, Juliana Pena. I, that's, I thought that's what I wanted right there. Because I was like, well, she she should take that title right off of Pena. Uh, Pena's not going to keep that title long. I can tell you that. I can guarantee you that. Ronda, you know, like, there are people who might come back and, and, and just beat the hell out of her. I don't know if she even gets past a fired-up Holly Holm. You know? Uh, Do you think it's a bit of the, the fact that, you know, like, where you see an athlete and they have not, you know, because we've, we've discussed this before about did she have a great performance or was it more Amanda? But, you know, sometimes you have a, a night where it's just your night um, and maybe that's the one for her career. And then in the next fight, you you see the perhaps the more common version of Juliana Pena and it doesn't yeah, look as good. Um, absolutely. And it was only her night because um, Amanda Nunes refused to stop walking into her punches. I've ne- I've almost never seen that before in my life. I've seen people do it, be stubborn <laughs> and just get beat up. Like um, Cowboy was doing it. I don't know what the hell, uh, when D- Donald Cerrone lost to Conor McGregor, I don't know what he was thinking, but he just didn't care. Just left his face open, it barely stopped anything. He was just standing there, just starstruck and got beat up. Um, and you know, we know Amanda Nunes has weight cutting troubles and she probably didn't give a damn. She's probably like, good, whatever. We, it's not like it's that's the first time we've seen that. You know, we've seen Thug Rose Namanunez go and say after the post fight, "Oh, I'm glad that muggy's off my back. I'm glad I lost because I don't, you know, I can be hungry again." So that's a thing. Like we mm-hmm. just seen Rose Namanunez do that. Not too, that really wasn't that long ago. No, you know, it really wasn't. Uh, but yeah, I, that was that was Pena's night. Uh, assist heavily assisted uh, by. Uh, Nunes, but you know, I, I like I said, I just don't see her. Misha Tate had uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry, Holly Holm had the belt taken off of her by Misha Tate. I see that situation happening. Not with Misha Tate; she's washed up. But um, um, and yeah, I said it. You washed up. Prove me wrong. Uh, that's my opinion. Go do something about it. Uh, no, but I see. You know, like I see that happening with Pena. Somebody else from the past saying, "Okay, I got this. I know how to beat her." Now, I know you don't want to be on the ground with Pena, but like at the same time, man, I, I don't know. I she's got a she's got a good chin. I can give her that. But at the same time, a, a couple well placed shots and it would have been over for her. We can see that with her face, like. Three more shots to the eye, and that's that's a doctor stoppage, right? You know, yeah. we've seen her face. Three more shots to that left side or right side or whatever side it was, and that fight's over anyway. So let's not kid ourselves about, you know, the power. But I, I, I can see someone like a Holly Holm mixing it up and striking with her and maybe even knocking her out, man. I mean, here's the problem. Here's her biggest problem. You know there's someone who wants that title that we consider, at least at the moment, uh, on par with Nunez. Uh, and that's Valentina Shevchenko. So mm. answer this. Riddle me this, Batman. What happens when Shevchenko stakes her claim for that title? Well, history tells us that Amanda Nunez wins. But this Amanda Nunez, what we've just seen from her in December, I mean... 
That's assuming she gets it back. I mean, what when she? I said exactly. takes her claim for the title. Mm. Pena has the title now, so she would. Valentina would be going up against Pena. I think that Shevchenko. Well, she'll have to be the favorite. You know, right now, if you were to make that fight, she'd be the favorite. Um, and if right head kick, right head kick, boom, gone. Same way Holly Holm got her ass whooped. Same way, same way. Especially she's walking into punches. Because I don't think Juliana Pena uh, punches that hard. You, did you did you see any damage on, on Amanda oh, Nunes' no. face? I mean, that's why yeah. Nunes was doing it. She she wasn't feeling the power. It was it was all fatigue yeah. with Nunes. It was it wasn't the yeah. power of the punches. Um, but you know, rounding third on what you're saying about Shevchenko and Nunes. I mean, it's tough. Um, Say, let's say, you know, Valentina gets another defense out before the time the Pena Nunes rematch is scheduled, and Shevchenko does what Shevchenko does, and you know dismantles every woman that steps in that cage with her. Um, you, as a fan, you want to see Nunes win the belt back, you know, and you know knock out Pena, right that wrong, and say that yeah, that, yeah. that was your that was your night and. That was a fluke, and you you didn't really win deserve to win that. That was my mistake. Um, and you make Shevchenko versus Nunes again. I mean, it's the only fight. It's the only fight for the women's flyweight division because you look at the mm-hmm. rankings, and Shukagian's just come off this win, and it's you know it's not setting any worlds alight. You know, no one's really going to be talking about it, and she's number three in the world. And yeah, she's technically sound. I like her as a fighter. I enjoy yeah. her as a fighter. But man, she doesn't have like I do, I don't want I don't think she has it in her repertoire to to end a fight like really end it like I don't want to say she doesn't have a killer instinct but maybe that's it you know like she's in the UFC she's comfortable but someone that good should be ending fights ending them you know I had the same problem with Carlos Condit when he mm. was fighting he was so damn skilled and I was like man go out and take what's yours and he just wouldn't he really wouldn't do it and. It made me sick. But he had that interim title for like a, a day or something like that <laughs> against one of the DS brothers. Like, man, that's like ancient history. Think about that, man. Think about how long ago. I mentioned Carlos Condit, know. you know, injury prone. Uh, I think he would have had a, a much better career. He was still he a great fighter, to... but you're right. He, yeah. He was just, uh, I know, what, what really could have been. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame fighter, but. You know what? What really could have been? But just um, to finish there about the flyweight division, um, I think it, I think it's good because if you look at this card that's just happened um, to start this year for the UFC, if you were to look at it before the fights, you know the main event and perhaps the Chukagian fight where the the two notables obviously. And I'm just looking at the rankings real quick, and like I said, there's no one. Other than Talia Santos, who's ranked number six right now, who I can see as a potential threat for Shevchenko. So, if I'm the UFC, I'm I'm wanting uh, Shevchenko versus either Pena or Nunes fight. Um, I don't know. If, uh, I don't know if I want Pena to win that fight. I I would want Amanda Nunes to win think, it because everybody wants to see Shevchenko yeah. Nunes three. But then, does Shevchenko want to see Nunes three, or does Shevchenko want Pena to win, so she then goes. Oh, I can really be double champ right now. 
she wants this. I think I think that's interesting because I would think she would want both. I, you know, she, there's a scenario where she wants both. Obviously, she wants yeah. the, the she wants that, and getting it would be great. But I don't think I think she would want to fight the best fighter, somebody who she don't even think beat her the second time, and a lot of people don't think beat her the second time. Yes, yeah, me. They were really respectful to each other, yeah. and I would have called it a draw. I would have said, nope, neither one of you did anything. Why don't you go out there and punch each other like you give a damn? But it like they fought like, so. yeah, they were scared to fight each other mm-hmm. because one didn't want to get knocked out or submitted by the other, and it was crazy. Like you see that sometimes though, it happened. They gave they gave us a dud. I didn't. It wasn't an exciting moment in that fight where I thought anything was ever gonna happen because the moment those two fighters stepped in there, I saw the level of respect and fear. They said, "I respect this person so much that I'm scared to get knocked out in front of millions." So they didn't. So they went the distance. It should have never went the distance. Come on, man, Amanda Nunes. Like, but she was scared if she gassed, she was gonna end up on the on the losing end. I can understand that. I don't have to respect it, but I can understand why they fought the way they fought. Um, which one are you hoping for? Um, obviously, like what you said there, I just want the best fight. I think. Um, I think what I will say is I think if Pena beats Nunes for a second time, which I don't think anyone in this world or anyone that's ever watched TV and put on the UFC on their TV will think that for a second time, Pena can beat Nunes, but... Nope, I expect her to. You know what's crazy? I fully expect her to. You really expect it to happen again? Because, no, because I don't think, um, I don't think that uh, Nunes is in the right space. I don't think she's going to do anything differently. Mm. She's, I think she's going to gas again, not care, and not take it seriously. I think she's just doing it again, just to be doing it. And also, it's kind of like, okay, so it's like when um, when uh, Joanna Jojacek lost her belt to Thug yeah. Rose Navanunez. It's going to be the same thing. Now, we can argue that she might win it on, on, on paper, but I don't think she's going to win. Oh, if that shit goes to decision, nope, she's not winning it. And I feel like it's going to de- to decision, and I feel like she's going to lose that decision. She only has one chance to win that title back, and that is knock her out. And I mean quick and easily in the first round. Okay, maybe second round. Maybe second round, but still. Um, yeah, that's how I see it, man. Because Thug, uh, Thug mm-hmm. Rose won the title just like that and kept it retained. Doesn't matter about the fight they had after that. They kind of had an agenda. We saw that. If, if Joanna won that second fight, like most people say, and they give the slight edge to it, but like the slight edge is a win. So uh, if it pans out, like I think it's going to turn out the same way. Um, I think I'll just give a quick what I think, and then I think it'd be good to move on to just a little show that's happening next Saturday or this Saturday coming. Um, <laughs> with a bit more. You can tell me I'm crazy. You can tell me I'm crazy. I, you just I would have like. <laughs> no, no, I, I understand where you're coming from. I just, I, I, I see what you just said about Nunes. I seen that in the fight. Um, I seen that total loss in headspace, and it's almost that, you know, the way she fought was, of course, like, okay, you can hit me like you want to, 
do whatever you want, but you can't beat me. So I'll just do what I want and keep put my my hands down, hit me as many times as you want. I'm eventually going to get to you, and I'm just going to beat you like I beat everyone. But and I can see with the new lifestyle she has with the family, with the new our new daughter, um, that perhaps unless you want to prove that that was a fluke and because she's won everything she's the she's the you know she she didn't have to win that fight to still be the greatest of all time women's fighter right so it's now do you want to come back and show everyone that you're great i mean we already know you're great so there's no real pressure for you to come back and show that you know, you can retire now you're the greatest so i do think there's something in there where there's an element of doubt in terms of her mentality for the rematch. So I would say I would still pick Nunes because of what she's done in the sport, but I wouldn't be surprised if Peña won again. The only way I would Nunes is if she said she was going to vacate the title as soon as she won it, right after she won it. Because then, because if she wins that title, it's like, well, what's next? Do you defend it or what? Like, what's her hunger level at? If it's just hungry enough to win it back, sure. Yep. Think she'll knock her out? Go about her business and ride off into the sunset. Like, I think she fights Shevchenko, gets it over with, done. She can lose a Shevchenko fight and maybe not be the GOAT, but we'll see. We'll see. I still don't know. Like, Shevchenko has further to go, too. You know, uh, and Shevchenko, you know, Shevchenko beating her once is kind of like, oh, okay, you won one time. You know, like, uh, you know, she still got, she still got another one over you. So, and, and you know you wouldn't be her first loss in in recent memory. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, lots of questions there. But like you said, let's let's move on. Uh, let's move on to what's coming up next. Mm. Um, I'm just gonna say two names and just give me your feelings as of. When we sit here today, on what, how many days out? Five, five, six days out, something like that. Um, Brandon Moreno, Davison Figueredo. What's your thoughts? Figueredo's. Uh, hmm. um, I think he 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 hyped himself up. Hmm. So much that uh, he can't get past his own shadow. He can't. He can't get out of his own shadow. So um, I, I wouldn't place anything on him. I, you know, he just he just rubbed me the wrong way. He, you know who he thought he was? Charles Oliveira. Mm. He thought he was Charles Oliveira, and he's not. You know, he's it's not as cool as him, and it's not as skilled as him. Doesn't as skilled, as cool. I'm not saying he's not cool. I'm not saying he's not skilled, but like. He's no Charles Oliveira. So, I mean, he's Charles Oliveira light, you know, and light beers suck. You, you just like Coors. Well, I, 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 wait, let me stop. He's, I, I drink Coors Light all the time. It, it's probably, it's probably, you know, it's super economical, but it, it might not be better than regular Coors. I'll say that. Yeah. I mean, anything with light on the end, like, let's be honest, it's not going to be, yeah. you know? Yeah, he's uh, Oliveira light, so he's he's I'm good on him. Well, I 
I think similar with him. I think he won the belt, and he, I mean he mauled. Um, God, I forget his name now. Um, Benavides. I mean that yep. was just that was just sad, but um, he. I, I was disappointed in Benavides. He was he he's supposed to be a better fighter than that. I was really disappointed in him. I was I, I was quite like. I was disappointed, but I was quite, it was just quite a sad sight, um, but. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I think Figueredo took too much um, talk into consideration once he beat Benavides. I think he listened too much to what everyone was saying about how he saved the flyweight division. He's yeah. made it exciting he's made it cool he's made it that there's someone a flyweight champion that's got knockout power and hits like a heavyweight and i mean all the things that you were hearing about davis and figueredo when he won the bell and he should have listened to me yeah <laughs> i was shitting on him i was like look bro like somebody's gonna kick your ass real soon and it happened to some of the haters to keep them grounded i think maybe you have to man if you if everybody's kissing your ass you're doing something wrong you're doing something wrong. That is a scary day. You can't have a bunch of people on your side like that because that means no one's checking you at all. Not just not checking you and not checking people around you or anything that you're doing. So if you've made a mistake, it's going to come unraveling, uh, you know, from the beginning. And it's going to unravel everything. Take a John Jones, for instance, uh, to bring him up on a uh, – not not to dump on him, just to say, hey, you know, yeah. if he had some things going on at first – that stuff nobody checked. They were too busy telling him, "Yeah, man, you're gonna be the next champion and the greatest of all time." Somebody should have took the time and said, "Hey, man, slow down. There's some things you're doing that are probably gonna hurt you in the in the long run. You know that you want to stop right now." So, and he 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 started wearing sunglasses. You know, Figueroa started wearing sunglasses and shit. You know, it's like and all these fancy suits. I'm like, dude, you're not Conor McGregor. And uh, you're not Charles Oliveira, who started doing that a little bit later. Or, not he was doing it then. But my point was like, man, like, who who are you? Like, you have so many holes in your game. You know what I mean? Like, you, he was more, he, I wouldn't say, he, he was just concentrated on a sole aspect of his game. And that's yeah, just, he's just, yeah. And I, I'm like, man, and you know, uh, the speed. And I'm like, dude, if somebody can be faster than you or they can, they can counter you. And he he didn't know what to do when he was being countered. So, uh, uh it's gonna be a, ga- a damn good fight, though. I tell you that. It's I mean, a damn good fight. For me, the the main thing that still stands out is the weight cutting issue. It's just, 
at what point does anyone around him really address it? I mean, it's it, it's crazy. He's yes, he's a hard hitter, and yes, he, 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 he is a he is a presence when he steps in there against guys because of maybe because of how hard it is for him to cut the weight. You know, he's not a natural flyweight. Um, but what do you do? He's already had the two fights now with Moreno. The first fight was, you know, contender for fight of the year. I think it ended up being fight of the year, but it's just Moreno's so well-rounded now. And like you said before, Figueredo, he, he, for the for the longest time now, it seems he has been focused on just that one dimension. Um, so how do you correct that in a short space of time it hasn't been that long since he got beat beat convincingly by Moreno so I mean it's an intriguing fight I I don't know who you know obviously Moreno will be the favourite and I I, I think most likely unless he gets caught with you know one of those quick very fast and very powerful um, shots early I mean it it's looking likely that Moreno will win again, but is that the sort of thought process you're having so far? Yeah, yeah, and um, it, it'll be a great fight, but, you know, I don't like the quick turnarounds on rematches. People are like, oh, I'll give him the rematch. Like, okay, why don't we give him five minutes then if you're going to just not give him shit, you know, give him five minutes because they're going to learn that same amount of stuff in five minutes than they, they will in five months. Like, it's not enough time. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm like, nope, you're not getting that rematch for at least nine months to a year why because don't you want to be a better fighter like i think it's too soon for max holloway to be honest mm. i know how good he is right now but i think it's a little bit too too I, i've seen something really nice i'll say this i think volkanovsky's gotten better too um with uh, in that ortega fight i think he i think he showed some real grit in that that um you know that's he stepped it up and and, and uh th- those fights kind of mirror each other um and i see if it goes to decision that holloway uh loses again the same way amanda nunez may win lose you know you see the pattern here if there's a new champ they're not trying to give you that rematch decision like that you got to come in and you got to just straight up win it you know um and they're, they're, the UFC is real careful about who they do that with, and they know they know the situation better than we do. I can see them a mile away. You know, uh, like Figueredo doesn't have a chance, really. He doesn't. It was, unless he catches him, why are we really even watching this fight? Mm. Why is it even a thing, you know? Why are we watching it? It's just, it's. I understand you got to put on the best product you can, but I think you got to do that through building better um matchups throughout your car you know throughout your divisions i don't uh figueredo's not that guy man you know like uh, he's not so what what let's forget him i know we talking about his fight who cares who's after him yeah i mean let's and uh, uh yeah, bring it up let's see who's after him because he he's gonna get smoked and once he, he's gonna lose a decision just like I'm saying, uh, Nunez and Holloway are probably going to lose a decision. Both of them. Think about that. Both of them are about to lose another decision. The Max has one chance, and that's to go and knock Volkanovski out. Knock his ass out. We don't have to worry about it. I don't think he'll do that. It'll take him too long to do it. 
If you're going to knock Volkanovski out, he needs to be in the first round. You need to catch him. But I don't think – I think Max is, is going to worry too much about conditioning to do that. He's always worried about conditioning, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, sorry, you were saying – No, 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 go ahead. Uh, who's, who's out to Figueredo? Because he's gone. So, Askar Askarov is ranked currently number three, and Pantoja is four. Um, the thing is, is you look at these names. Brandon Roy Val fought on Saturday, and he won. But yeah, he, I think he, that was the fight I was talking about. Watch, I think that was uh, one I, I wrote about. I was I was interested in what he did. But Go if ahead. you look at this though. He's had four fights in the UFC, and he's two and two, and he's ranked number five. What does that tell you about the flyweight division? That is shitty. Yes, tells me that's pretty bad. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like, what's after him? I know they got to make the best available fight, man. But like, it's too quick of a turnaround. It doesn't give Figueredo a fair chance. Mm. It just doesn't. He's going in there thinking, "Oh, I can do this. I know I can." This ain't about willpower, you know. Get out of here. Like, and, and, he can't sell me on himself enough. I've already seen what they could do. So I'm not, I'm just, I'm not interested. You know, I'm just not. I wanted to warm up to, to rematches like this. I want to warm up to Holloway. And um, I'm warmed up more because it's been way longer since they fought. But, man, just give me some more meat in this story. More meat. I, I, mean, I got to have stuff to write about. Yeah, I mean... It's diff- It's difficult. I mean, this division, you know, had its critics, and um, you know, it's not. It's it's not lit up um, any debates and conversations and you know barbershop talk or anything like that. Um, yeah. But if you look, Brandon Moreno. I mean, he's one of the standout fighters of 2021. So you've got you you've got a, a, a champion that very skilled and and a lot of people like. You know he's he's very fan friendly, but below him you've got Davison Figueredo, Askar Askarov, and then there's a bit of a gap until you see Cody Garbrandt and Kai Kara France who fought each other and Kai Kara France wins, but then takes a fight. Not for the title, which he said he was campaigning for after beating Cody. So, you know, after Figueredo, who is it? You know, who's that standout guy that's going to really intrigue us fans to want to keep watching this division? I mean, it might end unless Cejudo or something comes back and there's a crazy yeah. fight that gets announced or something. This so, is um. Do we have any more business to take care of? Because I'm about to take this show in a completely different direction. <laughs> well, we need to preview <laughs> next week. This this coming right, Saturdays. Let's, let's preview that because I'm gonna get back to that that question because yeah. I know the answer to it. And well, it's it's a it's a long winded answer, but like mm-hmm. you'll know you'll know exactly where I'm going with it. You'll be like, oh yeah yeah, but yeah. But uh, um, let's who's fighting next week? Well. We've we've discussed the co-main event, but there's really yeah. only one fight. That's well, certainly I am. Just I mean, it's 
for me, it's the fight. It, it might be the fight of the year in terms of like anticipation. We were, we're we're two weeks in, and this might be up there already. Um, the heavyweight champ Francis Ngannou yeah. versus the interim champ Cyril Gann. I mean, such a crazy um experience it is now watching Francis. I mean, you know, we've always known his, his knockout power and the way you can just I mean it's 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 scary what you can do, but it's recently yeah. that he's he stepped up, I think, in terms of that real fear that you can show. Um and you know when you watch the the Stipe fight back and just the way he connected and the way he looked. I mean, it's it's a scary thought to see him this Saturday. Um, what what's your thoughts as of right now as we look to so, see this fight unfold? I'm really um, torn. Uh, and where I'm torn at is I want Nagano to win because yeah. I think he's very deserving of it. I don't think there should even be an interim title to be honest. Agreed. Um. So I want him to win, but also I don't like when fighters get a little bit too ahead of themselves and go, oh, I've, I did this. I, I, I'll i say in my own life, I thought I deserved more of a house than what I'm buying right now. Yeah, That was stupid, and I almost lost out on getting the house, period. So I did it once, like five years ago, and I literally, you know, the Facebook does the, uh, uh, the uh, memories thing. I ran into a text where... You know, I was complaining about it. I thought I was I thought I was somebody I wasn't. I thought I was more deserving of something. And Nagano's there. And it's like, look, man, you fought for bullshit to get here. Now you're saying you need this and that. Now you now you being a diva about it. Shut up and fight. That's what you do. People don't like to hear that. And I'm like, look, man, you know, Michael Jordan, I know he was he was making millions on the side, but like he still shut up, played his game. Now, there was a time when he didn't shut up, and that was when he got inducted into the Hall of Fame. That's when he <laughs> talked all he got talk, he talked all the shit he wanted to. People oh, yeah. didn't even know he was mad at him. He he said, Yeah, hey, I hate you for this, blah blah blah. He let everybody have it. Cool. Nagano needs to just keep his cool and stop trying to be a diva about it. I hope Cyril Gone <clears throat> excuse me, I hope Gone wins because if he does. John Jones is going to have to either fight him or Nagano, but I think they're going to skip Cyril Gaon if if he loses this fight. But either way, John Jones can't beat them both. I can tell you that. We know he can't because he's, oh, man, I need $8 million. Derek Lewis doesn't, he doesn't even want to fight Derek Lewis. All he has to do is lean on him. Here's the problem. When you're a heavyweight, it's fighting. You're going to get touched. You're going to get hit. John Jones loves to flee. I understand not getting hit, but when he fought, um, who's the guy he should have lost to? Uh, I'm sorry, one of them, Dominic Reyes. When John Jones fought Dominic Reyes, he got beat. He turned his back to run. I would 10 H O S in a heartbeat if you ever do that. You turn your shoulder, bro. You ran from him. You weren't avoiding strikes while standing in front of him. You took off, and it there's 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 ways in which you can take off. And it's okay. It's when um, you're like on the ground or something like that, and you get you get up, hurry up and get away and reset and come to the middle. Nope, he just ran. He just straight up turned. He wasn't reset. 
He was running from getting his ass whooped. Um, so I, I, I'm saying, what I'm saying is like, uh, I would 10-8 him for that. And I, I, and I know why he does that because he doesn't want to stand in front of you. He's gonna, he's gonna do that if he were to fight a Derek Lewis or Nagano. He doesn't want to touch them. He doesn't want to touch gloves with them. He don't even want to take leg kicks because we saw Nagano doing that. You think he could take some Nagano leg kicks? Hell no. So I just see him. I see this as an opportunity to see who's going to fight John Jones. That's all it's all about. It has nothing to do with who the champ is. Uh, it, I mean, it, it, it has everything to do with who John Jones is more comfortable fighting. I guarantee you that. I've, I'm on record saying this because what else is there after this? You know, uh, name the name the next guy in line. Mm. I mean, say Francis Ngannou beats Cyril Gan on Saturday. Yeah. Is... I mean, Stipe can fight uh, Gan. Oh yeah, that, I mean that'd be great. Or loses. Yeah, when he wins or loses, Stipe's probably next for Gan. Win or lose. So, so we got that out of the way. But who fights John Jones? Because he's coming. He wants to fight in 2022. Well, depending on everything that's going on in his personal life, can he actually get there? I think he can. I mean, they moved the whole fight for him before. And other yeah. people lost because of that. Mm. <laughs> this is crazy. I know. But I think um, Gon might win. I mean, because he's got the power to match Nagano. And I don't think Nagano. See, here's the problem with what with Stipe and Nagano. Stipe didn't know he was that good, and we we nobody knew Nagano. He stepped Francis Nagano had stepped up his game that much. Yeah. Granted, however, however, Cyril Gan is as big as Francis Nagano. He has power, not quite as as much as him, but he has power too. We saw what he did to Derek Lewis. You know, like. <laughs> Derek, that's not a small feat. This is Derek Lewis we're talking about. We can just knock you out out of nowhere. Derek Lewis is also a man who stood in there and actually beat Francis Nagano. He traded blows with him, man. I'm not saying he caught a knockout blow and he just took it and shook it off. I'm saying he still traded blows with him. And we saw Stipe couldn't even take some of that, you know? So, uh... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's, it's all up in the air. I, I, I can't call it. I think Cyril Gan beats Nagano because I think Nagano is not tested on that level 
as far as being well rounded, you know? Yeah, if he gets into a ba- yeah, if he yeah, if he gets into a technical battle, that's it. He better not fucking do that. Uh, well, wasn't supposed to have the F bomb, but that's okay. That's okay. He better not do that though. <laughs> he better <laughs> not do that. I'm not cutting that out. This is going on Sporticus, but that's okay. He better not do it. How how do you, how do you see who let me ask you this. How do you see either man winning or losing? Well, the obvious would be it's either a Francis Ngannou knockout or a Cyril Gann technical five-round decision. But I, the thing is with Francis is that the step that he made from the, I think it was Rosenstrike, was his yes. final fight before he fought Stipe for the belt. What he did against Rosenstrike was not enough time because he was it took him less than 30 seconds. We still, if you look at the sample size we have of Francis since being beat by Stipe the first time, we don't have much to show how much of an a step up in his overall game has been, you know, practiced and and worked on because let's say if the step up between the Rosenstrike and Stipe second fight, which we all agree is was tremendous. Incredible, yes. Um can he then elevate that level even more from the Stipe fight to now I mean if he can then can he win a decision if they need it maybe but would you favour Cyril Gann if it went 25 minutes probably it's not going 25 minutes Nagano on the, does on not the have rare chance that anyone would ever think that good <laughs> well he's getting submitted he's going to get too tired he's going to Amanda Nunes himself see some those with great with great power comes uh with great power there needs <laughs> to come great great uh uh damn endurance you know and uh he doesn't have that that tank you know he's gotta he i know i, I saw what he was doing to cpa and he looked great he doesn't have a tank like god that's the problem and he's not rounded like him so when he gets too technical let's say it goes three rounds done He's done. It took Daniel Cormier. It, it 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 took four rounds for him to be done. He fought his absolute best fight with his gas tank against Stipe, and Stipe lasted. You know he outlasted him and he beat him. But Daniel Cormier was kicking his ass all up until that point, and then there was nothing else he could do. You know he he had used all of his gas tank. That's you know, but that he's fought a very beautifully sound technical fight. It was the best heavyweight uh, performance I'd ever seen again against anybody. But he couldn't sustain it. So for Naganu to be able to put on, if Gan keeps him away, which he will, what's what's Naganu gonna do? Is he gonna start? If he, one haymaker could end it all, and I don't mean for Francis Nagan, I don't mean for Gan. I mean. He throws a haymaker and he he misses. He's got a decision to make. Do I throw? Do I follow up with two or three more, hoping that I hit him, 
or do I stop right here and realize that what I'm about to do is spend all my, uh, you know, empty out my gas tank chasing him. And he's going to then mount me or get my back in, uh, um, I almost said sleeper hole, <laughs> rear naked choke. Mm. This ends in a rear naked choke if Nagano doesn't know what he's doing. And there's still a good chance he doesn't. Because he wasn't actually a fighter until he started with Rosenstrike. You know, he wasn't. He was just a, a puncher's chance guy, but that punch was a hell of a punch. Now he's a fighter. What happens when he get in there with another veteran fighter that could just that might take him down and submit him immediately? I don't know that he won't. Who who's to say that Gong won't just wrestle him? Because Gano still can't wrestle. He's not Cormier. But you see what I'm saying? Like he has those holes that existed are still there, no matter how strong he is. He's going up against technique. His strength means nothing against that technique. He would have to catch him. He needs the technique in order to slip under what Gon's doing and knock him out. If Gon trades with him, he's a moron and good riddance to the belt and good riddance to him. Okay? Because that's just stupid. But that's that's how I see the fight ending, man. I say rear naked choke. I say Gon keeps him at bay. He's going to fight him like every other fighter. Keep him at You saw he fought Derrick Lewis. He doesn't need to fight Gon. He doesn't have to fight Naganu any differently than he fought Derrick Lewis. Easy money. Rear naked choke, easy money, let's go home. And guess who don't want none of that? John Jones. He was like, oh, I need $50 million now on some bullshit because he's lying. He's just scared to fight people his own size. You know who's else scared to do that? Conor McGregor. What happens when he fight people at 170? Gets his ass whooped. Yeah, this is this is what happens. Don Jones is doing the same thing, but do, it's any. Do you see any holes in what I said? No, I I can understand what you're saying. Um, I'm just thinking is and we're obviously still talking about Francis. Yeah. This fatigue issue. And the holes in the games and all that stuff, but has Cyril showed enough that he can outlast Francis? If yes, yeah, I not not if he gets hit. (laughs) Well, if he could, then I mean he's Superman. um, See, John Jones. The reason I keep bringing him up is because he's the integral part of this. Oh, yeah. The reason you bring him up is because if if Francis and Ganu beat Cyril Gan on Saturday. And they can somehow. That's get, the big fight. Is, yeah. Is is it a big fight or is it the biggest fight of UFC in the UFC's history? Um, no, I don't know. Uh, in terms of money, it's hard to say. It's hard to say in terms be, of like yeah numbers, but he, I'm just talking as a as a a prospect as a what you, when you Francis see those isn't two good names. Now he Francis isn't good enough technically. He just isn't. I mean, I, I hate to say that, but uh, he's he's just not that type. It's not he's not GSP, you know. And um, neither is John Jones. To be fair, to to, to GSP. So, um, but yes, one of yes, absolutely top mm. three. We have to. I would have to really go back and look and see who's top dog and stuff. I think Brock Lesnar and John Jones would be much bigger. Um, not that Brock's doing that, but you see what I'm saying? Like, I think that that's, that's a bigger name. Like, Francis Nagano is an MMA name. Uh, John Jones is an MMA, MMA 
it's an MMA name too, but it's he's also a household name. Uh, Nagano's not a household name yet. I uh, think maybe if he knocks Cyril Gunn and if he kills him, sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, think, sure I think what you said there about Brock, I think that's actually really interesting because if if like you said, if Francis Ngannou beats Cyril Gunn and he and he beats him via murder, but you know, let's you know if he beats him, <laughs> he beats him well, like we sort of expect he can with that power. I think he is transcending to the position of where Brock was at his peak in the UFC, where we, as fans and media and all the, you know, Francis, I think, started to get, you know, he's not quite there yet in terms of the the whole world knowing who he is. I think he's getting close. And I think, oh, yeah. I think it's being seen by the interest from, you know, ESPN um, don't go out of their way to promote UFC fighters, even though they've got the TV deal with them. Like, you know, once a Conor McGregor shows on, or uh, Masvidal shows on, or Nate Diaz shows on, then there's then there's the, the faces that you don't normally see at events. I think Francis Ngannou will be added to that list very shortly, should he win on Saturday. Um, he has to win. He has to. I yeah, mean, he absolutely has to. If he loses, nope. MMA is pretty unforgiving. Like you yeah. know, uh, even even if John Jones with his career, if he loses just once, whenever he loses, that's it. And and I think he looks at that as well. You know, his style his style is fitted to beat a Francis Nagano, someone who's going to gas because you know, like I said, he's just going to keep him at bay the whole time. Leg kicks, leg kicks, leg kicks. Don't engage. Eat up his legs. Make Nagano come after you and start swinging for the fences and stuff. You know, he'll beat any guy up trying to do that. Whenever you pursue him, he beats you up. He's kind of got like a, a heavyweight dominant cruise sort of style. But like, you know, the way he just works your legs and keeps you at bay and you're dead if you chase him. You're done. He's, he's going to beat you up if you chase him. And then he might he might, you know, do that uh, spinning elbow and knock you out. So he's got a style that it's really hard to get past his defenses. And this fight here is to set up John Jones to fight Nagano for the title so that he could just do that and we could call him the best ever. That's what they're trying to do. It's not a conspiracy theory. That's exactly what they're trying to do. That's why, you know, that I don't I don't know why. I really don't know why. Um, uh, oh, oh, God. I, I really don't know why they're doing like the roundabout way and as far as taking a title off of them just keep the title on them you don't need to do an interim title man you don't um i wouldn't even gave i wouldn't let cyril gone fight him right now mm. what the hell are they doing why would you make cyril gone fight him you, you know i get steep you know what here's what i do for business i invoke the rematch I say, yep, Stipe's going to fight him again. <laughs> you know? Because they, they're one and one. So, you know, Stipe defend, defended it against him before once. Um, and now he would be, you know, the challenger in this instance. So, I don't think it's unfair to give Stipe the next crack at uh, Nagano. I know people want to see John Jones. Let him whoop Stipe's ass again. Stretch <laughs> it out. And see if you can get, you know, uh, 
see if you could get uh, John Jones in there. Here's the thing. John Jones is, is bigger than Stipe, so you're still getting a favorable matchup for John Jones, and that's what they wanted. They wanted Stipe to – they kind of wanted him to keep it, you know. But Stipe's got power, man. I mean, don't don't put nothing past him. Nagano, he, he did lay a hand on Nagano in that fight, and he made Nagano sure up his boxing real quick. You know, Nagano had to hit him right back because they started to exchange, and that's where you could, you know, things get a little dicey. Uh, I, who you got in this fight? Who you putting your money on? Yeah, I was just going to say we should, um, just to round up on on this, you know, great main event um, with a bit of a prediction. But let let I think we should um, not just go who's going to win, but how and maybe when. Um, just to see, you know, we could then do that and see who maybe comes closer or, but, you know. Okay, um, so, uh, gone by knockout. <laughs> uh, gone by decision. Maybe, no, nah, not split decision. I said gone by submission. You going gone by submission? Yep. Rear naked choke. Rounds. What happens to everybody when they gas and it's over with? It's over with. He's gonna real naked choke. That's what I'm going with. Early or or later on? Uh, depends on how tired he gets. I think Nagano might gas out in the second. That's the earliest though. I don't think he'll be gone in the first. He might be. I've I've seen it. We've seen it before. I've seen even the, the smartest of fighters. Look, we saw Amanda Nunes just do it. She just did this. She just did it, and she's the same. Same kind of fighter in terms of power punching. Uh, she's a, a lot better striker and, and, and fighter than Nagano will ever in his life be. You could you could duplicate him and then merge them back together. You could do a few a Dragon Ball Z fusion, and he still <laughs> wouldn't be better than uh, her. But uh, yeah, I, second round, second round, uh, or mid second. Right. I'm going to go, you've gone Cyril, I'm going Francis. Um, obviously by knockout. Um, although I, I do think he's, I think sooner rather than later, it may not be that in this fight, but he, I think he's start, going to start showing that there is a lot more underneath that. He can rip that choke him. He can hit him and get him on the ground. Mm. He could. It's possible. I doubt it. I think Gon would knock him out before that happened. Like, that's one thing. So here's the crazy part. Gon has more ways to beat him. He has more ways to win by decision, submission, and by knockout. Francis Nagano only has one way to win, and that's by knockout. That's not that doesn't bode well for him. You know, as far in terms of just everything. Like, I'm going with my heart here. I think I think he's gonna overthrow it and the the more skilled guys that's gonna he might knock him out man I think Cyril Gon might knock him out too it's uh, that's a high possibility it's not like he can't he he's about to knock out Derek Lewis well no he did knock him out right didn't he TKO him didn't yeah he, TKO he or... yeah oh. I thought for some reason I thought he got his back and submitted him but yeah he can knock his ass out too uh well, he, he might he might he just might if Nagano comes in there and swings wild like he used to, bam, uppercut, gone. See you later. On to uh, John Jones. I, and, but here's a here's a great part about that. Nagano, Francis Nagano, can have a rematch later anyway against Gone, and he can also fight John Jones 
And it doesn't matter if he wins any of that stuff because those are still big money fights because you're right. He's on the cusp of being a household name. Get your thoughts quickly on this. Just look this up. The heavyweight champ, Francis Ngannou, is one plus 125 to win on Saturday. Cyril Gann, the favourite, a minus 150. Makes sense. And they are the same odds, both to win by knockout. Cyril Gann and Francis Ngannou (laughs) by knockout is the same odds. That is crazy. If they're getting there swinging, all you got to do is miss. All you got to do is miss. Francis Ngannou is more prone to missing. Way more prone to missing. Mm. I don't think Gann's going to miss him when he hits him. I don't think so, but... It's, it's going to be scary, man. Like, it's scary to watch because he could literally kill God. He could. He'd knocked Alistair's, uh, um. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, oh, Alistair Overy. Oh, me just... I, mean, just... I, I almost said Alistair Black. Uh, Alistair... <laughs> uh... I mean, I know a lot of Alistair, man. Yeah, <laughs> I was like Alistair. Uh, 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 wait a yeah, minute. You know my friend Alistair. He, I think he died. He would have died. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but, but uh, I mean, my this this betting company. I don't think they're taking into consideration that Francis Ngannou might hit harder than anyone ever has. So, um, yeah, I I I can see how Cyril wins, but for me, right now, I just I can't see anything other than. Francis and Ghana knocking out. What do you want to win? I personally, um, aside from just the fact that the winner would fight John Jones potentially, I, I want Ngannou to win. Um, I think Cyril is like a modern heavyweight. He's he's one of the new up and coming of what transcended the sport in terms of you look at heavyweights 15 years ago they weren't you know you can say they were athletes but you know let's (laughs) let's be honest um Cyril Gann is you know he's he's Anthony Joshua in um in MMA you know I mean if you look at the the body type um probably more technically skilled than Anthony Joshua but um, yeah let's let's (laughs) I was like let's put that in there yeah yeah um but in terms of just like I mean obviously Francis is an incredible physical athlete as well but I'm I'm just saying in terms of the matching the physical attributes with the technical and 
IQ fighting skill that Cyril has. But for me, Francis Francis Ngannou could be what Mike Tyson was for boxing for the UFC. I mean, if he could pick up a run of five, and I know that's a bit of a you know crazy thing to say because Mike Tyson did it for so many years and transcended boxing in a way with pop pop culture and um, the different people he brought in, um, sort of the the coolness that he brought to boxing, you know, and the outlandish things that you've seen him doing. I mean, you know, I don't think Francis is going to quite follow in his footsteps, but just in terms of what people thought when he made that walk to the octagon and not the walk to the ring. Um, and for me, that that's more exciting than a man that can win a 25-minute technical bout. I would rather see someone that yeah. can... Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. So for me, it's absolutely right about that. Here's my thing. I I think that people really aren't looking at real opportunities in there before them. If Nagano loses and you don't get the John Jones fight, lead a UFC. Who cares? Go directly to ESPN and go to PFL and and just kill everybody in there. Literally kill them. (laughs) You know, and like you, you get to. You get to write your own ticket. You get you you're gonna be the most successful person in MMA history. You're gonna be making more money than you ever did. You're gonna be on TV all the time. You could be an analyst when you're done. Everything, you know, that's what you want to do. Oh, but it's not UFC. UFC ain't even paying you like that. They not. So what? Everybody, millions of people get to see it. Millions of people watch you ESPN too. Get on ESPN. But what he better not do is step his ass into that boxing ring. Because somebody like Tyson Fury will knock him out cold in in seconds. If Deontay Wilder got destroyed in two fights, what the hell is Francis Ngannou going to do? So I don't care how hard he punches. You have to get there. And you got on gloves, man. That's not going to translate. As a matter of fact, Ngannou punches hard, but... You know, he's not the striker that Conor McGregor is. And Conor McGregor fought Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather all but said he punched like a bitch. He all but said that. Like, oh, he punched like a bitch. He just, he just, he he doesn't punch hard. So I don't, it don't translate over the same way. It don't. He better not do it. What's your thoughts on that? I think what you're saying about Francis there, um, I was not going to say, until perhaps after the after well the aftermath of next Saturday, um, but maybe to counter your point, Francis Ngannou's made it very clear to the UFC, to all the media, all the fans, that he is not going to be fighting anymore for what his current contract is, and I think he's made it very public that he is willing to consider other um, opportunities. And I'm thinking, well, all the things we've talked about, Francis, here, it's very telling that I read Jake Paul post on social media, something big's coming, and the very tweet before it, 
was regarding this financial situation of a Francis Ngannou. Now, I'm thinking, you talked there about the boxing, about Francis fighting Tyson Fury, Deontay yeah. Wilder. I, I, I'm starting to see some serious and not just talk about Francis Ngannou leaving the UFC and potentially going to boxing. Jake Paul is doing everything people want it. I mean, they're they're, and he's he's doing it right under their noses, and he's purposely being an asshole about it. One because he respects the trade of boxing. People might say, "Oh no, he doesn't." But yeah, no, he does. He's, a, he does. he's an actual trained boxer. Yeah. He respects the trade, but he respects everything about the trade. One of that is shit talking, and he, what he's doing is getting in everybody's heads. Because he's selling the fights, not just his fights. He wants Nagano to leave. Like you're saying, he gets Nagano and Wilder. That's huge. That is huge. Under and his the promotion. First thing, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody's going to say, and he's got the money and the, and the legitimacy and the hookup to do it. Yeah. He and does. he's going to, he gets that fight. He makes that fight. Everybody's coming to him. You have to compete with him now. It's not a WWE, AEW situation. It's a now you got to compete with him because if he wants to go to ESPN and get his own deal, mm. ooh, if he wants to put the fight on ESPN, they are gonna throw truckloads, plane loads, jumbo planes of, of money at him to do that because what he's doing, what he would be doing, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tie this into what I was gonna say. What what are we looking like on time? Um, you know we got about thirty forty minutes left. Okay, good. Because I'm going to tie this directly into what I wanted to get into. Uh, Jake Paul is farming. He's creating a farm system mm-hmm. using himself. He started to see who he wants. You think he doesn't like Tyron Woodley? BS. Loves oh, Tyron Woodley. He likes him. Because he, because he was a guy that was willing to step outside of his comfort zone and do what he needed to do. And... Not only that, Tyron Woodley's a guy that helped train CM Punk. You know, uh, that doesn't help CM Punk at all or anybody's credibility. But what I'm saying is he's not afraid to take on a challenge, no matter how out of the box that challenge is. And that's somebody you definitely want on your team from that point of view. Um, So I think think they've done some major talking behind the scenes, major talking. In terms of how do you get these people and that person and this person. So when you say you're starting to see some major stuff happening, some major talks about Nagano fight, uh, fighting, actually boxing, I think that's where it's coming from. You got two black athletes, you think they don't talk? Of course they do. You know, uh, Whitley's probably a direct line in Nagano. Who knows? Point being is he's got an end. Ben Askren, you know. He's talked, he's talked, Jake Paul has talked to a lot of people. He's got a lot of resources. He's been farming. He can go and do anything he wants to in terms of making matches, making fights. Let's see if he could do it. You think if he don't step in an MMA ring and get a win that people aren't, it's not going to turn all the heads on earth. If he wins one MMA fight, you got to respect him. Not just getting in, because people are going to shit on him if he loses. He get in there, he fights somebody. Then what are we going to do? 
Now all eyes on Jake Paul, and he's walking it and talking it. This what? You know, like, uh, what do you? What do you? Yeah. Yeah. Ahead. Yeah. Um, no, I I I really agree with what you're saying. I think um, I think Jake Paul. Um, you know, I you know I don't think it's is as controversial as what it was before the Woodley fight in terms of people's opinion on him. I think the Woodley knockout, whether whatever you believe about it. But I think him knocking out Willie in that way, I think people now saying, oh, I quite like Jake Paul, or I, I, at least I respect what he's doing. I think that's now not becoming a crazy thing to say. Um, what I do think is crazy, and perhaps maybe the craziest thought that could possibly become reality in 2022 is that Francis Ngannou versus John Jones, one of the greatest martial arts fights ever UFC fights ever could potentially take place in a boxing ring under Jake Paul promotions. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, like, that's the only way to, <laughs> I didn't know where you was going with that, but like, but you know why? Right, I mean, because like, guess what? That's how they get the money. That's the only way to get their money. Like that's the only way they're going to get it. Francis Ngannou, what's he done for the last six months complained about, his contract. What's John Jones done for the last year and a half until he was silenced pretty much from mainly 90% of his own wrongdoings in his personal life, which has taken traction away from the original point was John Jones wanted more money from the UFC and now are all of a sudden the UFC going to pay them 25-30 million for one fight? I don't think so. Is Jake Paul promotions and MVP promotions, are they going to and Showtime... Are they going to pay 10, 15 million for, for each fighter in a boxing ring? I think so. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know why? Because that's going to be nothing to compare to all the money they're going to get for that, man. All the money? Because then they're going to say, oh, you brought two big names from UFC? Okay, then. Go get us some more. Who else you got? You know? Mm-hmm. We know you're willing to do it, so who else you got? Then everybody jumps ship. Then he just says, oh, yeah, I'm running an MMA promotion. And everybody just, hey, you can just, okay, you give the UFC their fights, whatever. UFC could, the UFC could die in an instant. It could. And I know people are like, oh, that's far-fetched. No, no, it's not. They don't get paid shit. Who cares? That, you got a lot of people. And, and I'll, I'll say this and, and, and make a, a better connection to the point I was going to make. I was talking about a farm system. That's why yeah. the flyweight division sucks. They don't have a farm system. WWE has a farm system, though. We all we know NFL and all the others. The, the, the um, college football is the NFL's farm system, which is unfortunate because they don't get paid. You know the yeah the college kids don't get paid off of it. You know MLB has one. The NBA has the D League. Even WWE has a farm system. But you know what? WWE pay the most. You're getting six figures. Just to chill and catering. Sure, you might get released from your contract, but like, I would love to sit around, make $600,000, or no, I'm sorry, that's way too much. Let's say $100,000, be on TV a couple times, and then get let go. <laughs> what? $100,000? How much do you think my, my mortgage is? It ain't that much. <laughs> I don't live beyond my means. I'm paying for my house with that $100,000. I'm retiring. I don't care. Like, Point being is, uh, 
nobody's making that type of money in the UFC. Like where it's it's just crazy the way they have to stay. Everybody would say, let's fight what we got to do on our contract and leave. And once he can't get more fighters, once everybody's trying to go over there, either he's going to have to raise his pay or that's it. AEW was trying to squeeze WWE like that, but they're stupid and don't know how to run any sports businesses. Look at the Jaguars hiring Urban Meyer, and he's just doing everything under the sun. And then look at their football team over where you at. They don't know what the hell they doing. <laughs> you know, That's not how you run a competition. You want to go to your competition, you got to do it the way Jake Paul's doing it. Get your ass in that ring and do it. Vince McMahon did it. He got in the, he got in the literal ring and did it. And that's how he ended up beating Ted Turner. WCW folded, man. Billionaire. Ted Turner said, I'm not doing this shit anymore. Vince McMahon beat me. I tried to play his game. He stepped in there. I didn't. We've seen it happen before. You the UFC is not like they're not uh impervious to competition. Bellator couldn't do it. Who cares about Bellator? If Nagano goes to Bellator, do you give a shit? I think uh, that's I know a what no. You mean. <laughs> that's a no. That's a no. When I pause like that, then just yeah, just everyone just just think that's no. Um, I, yeah. he's still a draw, and I would still watch the one-off fights. But is he sure. going to make me go and watch Bellator events like religiously? No. Um, who, I'll tell you, who's a better fighter than uh, well, obviously, but who was like. At one time, one of the goats, Mighty Mouse, Demetrius Johnson. How many De- Demetrius Johnson's fights have you watched since he went to one? Oh, I mean, what's he had like four, five, six fights there? Maybe more. Not sure. I watched. Uh, I want to say I saw that. Well, he beat the hell out of somebody. But uh, yeah. when he first got up, there, he beat the hell out of people. I saw. I saw him lose. That's mm-hmm. about it. I watched that. That was the one I got to see. Guess where I watched that at? ESPN. I think it was ESPN. Whatever. It was close to ESPN. Literally, just because it was close to them on the channels that I watched, that was good enough. I'm going to even, either if it wasn't ESPN, I attribute it to them. I'm going to look down that row of channels. I'm not going to see anything from UFC because they don't do enough. They don't do anything. And the fighters aren't hungry enough. You let Jake Paul do what he wants to do. If you let him go unchecked, UFC's out of here. It takes if you, if if what you're saying is true and he can get that fight, that groundbreaking fight, done. Because then he can make any fight he he wants to and get anybody money. You might see me in me in there for a hundred thousand dollars, getting my ass whooped by Tyron Willie or something. I would love to see that. Why not? I mean, yeah, that would be incredible stuff. Good. <laughs> <laughs> how much money is it for you to get you train and get your ass whooped by somebody? Hundred thousand dollars sounds. I think I think you'd sell the fight quite well. I think you know if you go Mike skills, I think uh, you'd definitely be up there. I think you would need a good percentage of the cut for that Mike skill work that you've got going on there. Oh yeah, I'm looking at his ass. Oh yeah, for sure. When I get knocked out, he's gonna respect me though. So oh, I'm not gonna cross the line and say his kids are ugly. Well, I well no, if his kids are ugly, I'll tell him. But like that's different. That's a little different. (laughs) 
I'm not gonna say like Mike Tyson. You brought up Mike Tyson talking about he said I am gonna eat his children. Like I'm oh, not gonna man. tell him I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat his cannibalize children. I'm his... the best ever. That's one you... of the best uh freestyles I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> you like you like Mike Tyson or Lennox Lewis better? Ooh. Well, obviously being a Brit, but Yeah. I went there. I if you're asking who who's the better fighter. Oh, it's Lennox Lewis. It's Lennox Lewis. If you're asking me, so just to do this a bit quickly, because you know we are pushed for time, and I do want to get to this last segment. Um, but let's do this real quick. Who for you is the greatest boxer of all time? Um. Now, when we say that, are we talking about just skills or everything? That is the exact question of who you think is the greatest of all time it's whatever you use as a systemic measure to make that selection i think i think it's it's not just one thing i think it's whatever you think is the most important yeah. attributes to collect together and make your pick west westland's spoiled everything for me so um it's going to be uh an overall thing it has it always has to be overall like, yeah. Who's the best overall? So that that includes Mike Skills. Who can sell that fight? Muhammad yeah. Ali. He said he was the greatest of all time, and that's what we say. If he fooled me, if he tricked me, if he wasn't the best skill fighter, fine. He lost it and got his title back too, which is part of the story. Got to have a great story. Got to be able to talk. Muhammad Ali. There's no better story than him. They just celebrated. So I'm watching the news, Chicago news, while I'm, uh, while we're doing this. That's why I said, oh, my God, I thought we had another injury on the Bulls. I was like, oh, my God, no, <laughs> in the middle of a point I was making. But also they were saying they were celebrating their first Muhammad Ali Day in uh, Illinois. That's huge, you know. Um, so my point being is he, he's got a day after him now. Uh, I love Mike Tyson. Very close second. I think Mike Tyson might beat Muhammad Ali. Uh, it's a big Mike because uh, I'm not sure, man. Like, Muhammad Ali was, was extremely skilled. When it comes to Mike skills, Mike Tyson didn't have, like, skills. He just said shit. Even better, right? He was the first Derrick Lewis. <laughs> so I think, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, like, I, so for me, um, I agree. Um for me, Muhammad Ali is the greatest of all time. Take a lot of different things into that. I just wanted to, to throw that out there because, you know, obviously in the weeks to come, people will start to get a bit of a understanding of who we are, what, what you know, our thoughts and things. And I just thought it would be good um, to get sort of our picks, our personality type things, what we what we think, what we um, rate, who we do, who we rate, what we like and stuff. Um, but I think it'd be good to maybe do that again, um, obviously the MMA version uh, for next week's show. But um, yeah, you know, Muhammad Ali for me is the greatest of all time um, in the boxing. Um, but obviously being an MMA show, um, I would like to perhaps get your thoughts on some, you know, start of 2022, um, new year um, and a big year for UFC mainly, uh, big year for MMA as always, but I've just got the rankings up here. 
And I was just curious if I was to throw some names at you from, if we go from, we've, we've kind of covered flyweight and bantamweight. Um, we could do bantamweight quickly, but I'm just going to throw some names yeah. at you. And I'd like you to give me a fight. doesn't have to be for the title, but a fight that you are most looking forward to in 2022. Okay. Um. So obviously in the bantamweight division you've got Aljamain Sterling, um, <laughs> the champion with high quotation marks, bold quotation yeah. marks from them. Peter Yan, um, TJ Dillashaw, I, Jose Aldo. I don't want to see those two fight at all. I don't want to see Yan and Sterling fight again. I don't think Sterling deserves it, especially mm. with what he's doing now. I don't want to see them fight again, like ever. I don't. I don't think I don't. I don't even want there to be a slight puncher's chance that he could beat Yan ever. So I, I hate Aljamain. I legitimately hate him. I say a lot of stuff on shows where I, I just can't meet people. A lot of people want to talk and stuff. If you ever get an interview with Aljamain, tell him, tell him I said fuck you because I don't like him <laughs> anyway. Um, That's not even something I should be saying. But personally, look, man, we you know we do this stuff seriously, and for him to do what he did. It's a slap in the face to all of us. How dare he, man? How dare? And I'm not letting him off the hook. I don't want to do an interview with this dude and all that stuff. He's trash. I hope he doesn't get that fight so people will be like, oh, well, they never got the fight. Oh, somebody else whoops his ass first. Uh, keep going so I can tell you who's going to whoop his ass. Um, yeah, so we have TJ Dillashaw. Um... That one. There you go. Sterling Dillashaw. For me, um, I mean, the bantamweight division is now getting talked about is probably the deepest division in the UFC. And, you know, lightweight has always sort of ruled that for the last few years. But, I'm, you know, you look at the names from, I mean, 15 deep, it's it's crazy um, the yeah. level that, that there is there. Um, I think I'm going to go, for me, the fight I would probably most be looking forward to is your favorite UFC fighter, Sean O'Malley, taking on <laughs> Marlon Vera. Cheeto Vera in a rematch um, for, you know, because obviously both ranked. Yeah, I really want to see that, actually. I really, really do. I'm not even lying. Yeah, that's, that's, that's high on my... Uh... That's high on my list because I got a feeling Sean O'Malley actually wins. Mm. I think, I think, yeah, here's the thing. I think it's all downhill from there. In order for him to win, it's like when you see, um, when in, in other sports, when you play someone once in a season, a uh, couple times a season, and they have to play you to the, to the, uh, to the, to the very end of the game. It's a, it's, it's a close game. I think he's going to give away way too much of who he is and how he is as a fighter in that fight. And everybody's going to pick him apart after that. They're going to see the hole in his game that they can exploit, and he's done. Yeah. I just, so Vera will be his undoing, just not in the way we think. I think that's a good point. Um, I think because the fact that Jan and Sterling's already announced, and you look down, and I think, you know, from two to 
five in the rankings. I think yeah. they sort of match themselves. I'm just sort of like looking around and I'm like, who, you know, because you got to take the fan aspect into it and like say what you want about Sean O'Malley. He does bring a crowd. So yeah, no, no, no. That part of his game, um, I, I, I gotta respect the game. Oh, I you gotta respect, respect. I know you respect that. Yeah. 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 Uh, he, he can, like you say, he can sell a fight, and that's part of it. I don't like him. I, 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 I say I hate him. I don't. I, he's not Aljamain Sterling. I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he's not. It's not walking around with belts he don't deserve. He's just talking. He chirps a lot, and I hate that. He chirps. Whatever. I mean, he has the potential to back it up, though. He actually does. So. I, I can only hate it so much. So I'm I'm ready if he can back it up. I I just said I think he'll win his next fight. If, if yeah. he fights Vera, I think he'll win that. I think that he'll become uh, Fredo Emilianko after that, though. Remember when Fredo uh, started getting knocked out? First time yeah. it was over. First time he got knocked out, all that shit ended for him. So had a bit it, of a resurgence happened. recently, though, Fredo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who is I mean, he he's been not fighting, fighting anyone, though? Right, he's... <laughs> He, he fought the mailman? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I think he fought my neighbor last. I'm not sure. <laughs> right. Bad right. um, patron. Bad no patron number there. six. <laughs> um, a little disrespect. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, hell of a disrespect. No, no, no. He's not fighting anybody. That's the problem with Bellator. But, man, here's the thing. You get Jake Paul involved. You get Brock Lesnar. You get Fedor. Oh, at any age. We want to see Fedor and Brock because we talked about it when oh. Brock was in the WWE. We said mm. that. We were talking about it. They was like, imagine if he were to fight MMA and boom, he started fighting. So, shit. 2022? We talking for real? Brock, Fedor. I mean, that's the fight. <laughs> that's the fight. It's all ago, fight, that's the fight. Like, would you rather watch, watch Brock, Fedor, or... Um, Tito Ortiz and uh, Chuck Liddell. Right now? Yeah. Oh, Brock Fedor. We've seen... Exactly. We've seen... Exactly. You know? Um, but, yeah. I mean, I think that is a bit of wishful thinking. Um, but you oh, never yeah. Bring him out you can bring You can bring him out with... Okay, let me stop fantasy booking it. But I was going to say, bring him out with Walter and Imperium, man. And then we I, got we, we got it going. I don't think Brock Lesnar wants to go anywhere other than WWE right now. I think the man's killing it with his um, new look and new promo style. I'm, I'm quite enjoying it, actually. So, me too. I don't. I don't think he should uh, get in there and get his ass with either. Because no. <laughs> most likely, well, I don't. I don't know if Fredo will knock him out, man. I don't know. I don't think he's strong enough to anymore. Peter, I think he would have. looking good, you know. Um, but he yeah. never looked. That's uh, that's cap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's never looked physically good in his life, but um, <laughs> no, no, right. no, no. Uh, I'll never, I'd never count him out. He's one of those guys you never count out, and he can still fight. And that's something that like Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz can't do. You mm. know? Right. So uh, yeah. moving what about on, getting his ass knocked out by uh, uh, who was that? Vitor Belfort, by the way. Oh. That was terrible. Yeah, let's I didn't say that. No. <laughs> I, I keep moving on. Food on that, sorry. No, but you're you're right. I mean, just quickly, like I I'm actually really enjoying the whole. I mean, that was obviously a part of um Triller, but yeah, um, which say what you like. I mean, that I think that wasn't good. I think that was a bad look for them. But other than what that, other than that, I think Triller and 
you know, this hybrid of um, MMA boxing real thing they've tried out and things like, I mean, listen, let, let's be honest, they're, they're most likely paying the athletes very well, um, the fighters, sorry, and I mean, you know, it's not, maybe not for everyone, but I think for well, at least some some fighters that perhaps fought for bigger organisations and they're realising this is the biggest paycheck we are getting in our whole career, so yeah, someone's benefiting from it. You know, and it was a whole so I brought it up. I was just two older guys fighting. It was like, okay, you know, let's, let's go. Mm. But, you know, uh, mo- moving on. So, moving on to in my opinion, still the, the best division um, in the sport, lightweight. Um, champion Charles Oliveira, Justin Gaethje, Dustin Poirier, Benil Dariush, Makachev, who are fighting, um, I think in a month's time. You've got Michael Chandler, RDA, Tony Ferguson, Hooker. You've always got Conor McGregor. I mean, who would you say that you're looking forward to um, fighting a lightweight? Um, as, much as, as much as he's a jerk, um, Conor McGregor, looking forward to it because it gets me excited about the sport. Yeah. You have to be talking about it. Um, and that's what thing boxing missed before Muhammad Ali came along. But guess what? Muhammad Ali wouldn't be doing it without a wrestler by the name of Gorgeous George mm-hmm. because somebody has to pull from something. You know, boxing stole from professional wrestling, professional wrestling steals from um, the NFL so uh, and boxing at one point. So that's fine. I get it, you know, uh, and I'm all about that. I, I need to have someone sell us on this stuff. I want to see Conor McGregor in Triller. How much money would he be making there beating up anybody? I want to see him in Triller, and I want to see him in PFL. I want to see him pulling double duty. I want to see him boxing and and and, and doing MMA and winning and, and just talking all the shit he can everywhere. Who's going to stop him? Conor McGregor and Jake Paul. Jake Paul will just start writing checks, man. You know? they just People just going to start writing checks to him, and he's just going to start writing checks to Conor. I, I, you know, that's what I want to see. I want to see... Someone doing the talking. Charles Oliveira looks great. He's doing, he can talk, you know, he ain't, you know, not necessarily, but like what he has to say is going to sell that fight and he's going to look good doing it, especially him and uh, uh, Conor McGregor get up there wearing those nice suits. So I want to see them do it because Conor McGregor doesn't have a whole lot left in him on the UFC level, the super elite level. Yeah. I mean, if Conor McGregor fights for Triller, it's going to be one of those. Um, I mean, have you seen that Floyd Mayweather's next boxing exhibition fight is going to be on top of a yeah. uh, some building in Abu Dhabi or something? That that'll be <laughs> Conor McGregor soon. <laughs> he could he could have fought Woodley if we're thinking about it. Like he could have fought Woodley. He could have fought. Yeah. Uh, he could fight. He could fight. Uh, the Diaz brothers, both of them, same time. Who cares? Like no, he, he can. <laughs> He can fight Nate Diaz again and get paid what he want to get paid instead of waiting to do it over there. That yeah. boxing ring, man. 
and you know who it's going to draw the attention of is going to get really pissed because he's going to say it's a circus and you're disrespecting my sport, Canelo. Canelo Alvarez is going to get pissed. The king will stand up off his throne and he's going to want to fight somebody. Who he's going to fight, I don't know. I don't know. But if you're Jake Paul and you got somebody lined up and for the right money, you get his ass out there. We still ain't seen the third Triple G fight, so. Mm. Right? So many fights. So many fights. We ain't seen Canelo and Triple G. Boom. Got it. Give him the the zone crap, too. Give that to Jake Paul. Just give it to him. He's a social uh, uh, media savant. Give that bullshit to him. Let him turn the zone into what it's supposed to be. Uh, Make him and Canelo fight and then eventually become business partners and let's go. Yeah, Yeah, just to finish, I think I would agree with Conor McGregor. I would attach his name with Tony Ferguson. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm not 100% he wins that fight because it might go to the ground and that might be it. <laughs> what know, what so a crazy fun. turn of events, though. If you, t- if you said that those two names five years ago, it was one of the highly, um, which it still is highly anticipated, but it was one of the high, most highly skilled bouts as well. Um, now yeah, it's and- two guys that seem to have lost all their ability in a way. It's all crazy. Their all their luster, too, you know. Uh, but, yeah, no, uh, Conor McGregor with just about anybody in there, you got to get your mileage out of him if you're UFC because it might be th- big things on the horizon. I think uh, the most important thing Conor McGregor could hope for, he needs to lean into that bad boy persona, but he needs to also be able to make it work best for him. And I think Jake Paul is the guy that does that. Jake Paul can talk all this crap to you. At the same time, he's getting people paid more money than they've ever been paying their lives. Facts. And, 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 he's, and he's telling you he's going to do it. And there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. And, 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 and it's not even a bad thing. So at the end of the day, what do you want? You want the money? You want the fame? You want the prestige? Or you want to keep doing what you've been doing and just be insane? It's insane to stay in UFC and continue. Nagata wants to leave. John Jones isn't even there. This is what, this is the Reality of what we're talking about. They don't want to be there. They may as well fight for him. This is people are gonna say you're crazy. I'm like, how crazy am I? Neither one of these guys like the UFC and want to be with them. How many other people are like that? Henry Cejudo retired because of tight. Yeah, I'm just saying. Um, who's Masvidal gonna fight? Uh, Kobe Covington, right? Cool. Yeah, that's give shit about I was, that. I was gonna say, well, welterweight is like, like we don't even need to talk about that. That's Kobe Covington versus Jorge Masvidal. That's the only fight I care about. I mean, oh my god, yeah. what a fight! Because yeah, it's just literally the, it's him, it's those two, and then uh, you know uh, the champ. That's it. That's it. There's nobody else in that division that's yeah you know, we need to talk about. Uh, I think uh, I want to jump to light light heavy if I can. Mm. Um, I want Jan Blahovich to go to heavyweight. Interesting. Yep. I think we need more Cyril Gons, and I think he's going to be completely unstoppable if he stops Francis Nagano. I think John Jones don't want no part of that. I think uh, Jan Blahovich would would absolutely want every piece of that. Give him Stipe. If he beats Stipe, okay then. If not, you know, it's 
that's a lot of matchups there with Jan Blahovich. Lots of them. Lots of them. Get some. You need a farm system, UFC. Get some fresh meat in here. Get some people who can just get develop athletes. Develop real, well-rounded athletes. They should have a UFC like just straight up one center. I don't know where it would be. Just put it somewhere, probably Florida, because that's that's where they have all the you know live events like AEW and, and WWE. Mm. That's where they were based out of. Go to Florida, get you a center, and just put it put get all your coaches, every team, everybody, and put them under one roof. Have different offices, different gyms. You can go and learn from this camp, that camp. Wouldn't that be great if you could just go straight over from Gracie to uh, whoever else you want to go to and work on your boxing? And then you do all of that, and now you got athletes, you got fighters. And if they don't, like, you can at least tie that into what they're paid. So you're, you're giving them paid training, right? You got a facility. You make billions. You got a facility, and they don't have to pay for the training anymore. Then you don't even have to pay them that much more because it's, it's just whatever they bring in, right? It's a good way to cut out the money without giving them extra money. Make a facility. But any, either way you do it, train some people up and get a damn farm system. There's nobody in here to fight. Who the hell is Derek Lewis going to fight next? Well, he's fighting to Vasa, which is... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought that happened already. Sorry. Yeah, yeah probably Greg Hardy after that. Probably Greg Hardy after that. Who Just fights this this Saturday? Greg Hardy, I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I quite liked how you you skipped on middleweight there because quickly, I, I think middleweight's lost a bit of something. I I'm not sure. You know, Adesanya. Yeah, he, he is a star. They got a weak champion. He's got a weak. They got a really weak champion. It's weird, but they do. It's a bit. He, he went up there and got beat, and he went up. He went up a, a level and got beat. Now he get his ass whooped, but he got beat. Uh, yeah. And I just looked, think it's a bit weird. Like there, there seems to just be a bit of deflation in the division. You know, you've got this rematch with Robert Whitaker, which would be, you know, my pick. But at the same time, it's like, uh, but I mean, who's really? No one's calling for it. So yeah. You don't uh, even care. Like yeah, I want to see that, but like not really. I like, mean, you'll watch it, but you know, you're not, you're not. It's not one of your fights that you're going to pick to see this year, is it? Yeah, I'm not. Nobody's clamoring for it, and that's fine. You know, that is that's what's going to happen. It just is. You know, um, we're not going to be a fan of every single fight. That's fine, but mm-hmm. they don't have anything on the horizon that's really, really making you want to continue on in the sport for years and years. I don't see people rising up that I'm like, Charles Oliveira is a guy that uh, one of my co-hosts, he was like, oh, man, he's going to be something. Just give him a few years. And we're, we're there right now. And yeah. I saw him. I said, Charles Oliveira is, yep. I even said, I said, uh, well, before I even started doing the podcast, I said, I said, if Masvidal changed some things up, he's a middle-of-the-road guy that might be able to rekindle his career. I didn't think he was just going to start knocking people out like that, but sure. Man, you get Masvidal with Jake Paul. Woo! I don't know what he can do in a boxing ring, but I'm thinking Roy Jones Jr. He won't be as skilled as him, but he'll be doing all the crazy stuff that he was doing. You know, um, I think if, that, that, if that Masvidal loses to Kobe Covington next month or the month, I think it's March 5th. I think 
Masvidal's next fight is against Jake Paul in a boxing ring. I hope so. I think he's about his money. And, what uh, fight that is? He'd probably knock Jake Paul out, to be honest. I know Jake Paul's a, a better boxer. The problem is that uh, Masvidal's striking is super unorthodox. He's going to play with Jake Paul. And if he can get in, yeah, if he could get in there, he could get in there. That, he's got some scary power, and he's got scary speed. But um, let's be for real. He, Jake Paul, uh, probably gonna beat his ass. <laughs> it's boxing, man. You know what I mean? It's boxing. Don't get in there. Don't. I, I, I know several uh, Golden Glove boxes, former Golden Glove boxes. My father used to box. Don't get your ass in there if you don't know what you're doing. Don't. <laughs> it doesn't matter who it is, man. It, it, it could be a woman. It could be a child. If you in there and you don't yeah, know how to box, you, it's going to be nighty night for you. I don't care who it is. Whatever level you're at, whatever level they're at, if you're not a boxer and you get in there, you're going to end up like everybody who's stepped in front of Jake Paul so far. So, light heavyweight, we kind of discussed. You said you wanted Jan Blachowicz to move up to heavyweight. I think it's quite like, yeah. obvious that it would be for me, Yuri versus Glover, the current champion at that weight class, that's obviously the fight. Um, I want to see AS too, to be honest. I want to see him go to uh, heavy. I want to see mm. the people that Don Jones is ducking. I want to see them uh, travel up there. It's not like it's unheard of. Um, Gustafson did it. Alexander Gustafson. I don't know what the yeah. hell he was thinking, though. Yeah, that was a strange. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen, too. I was like, hey, he ain't built for it. He don't have a heart. Because heavyweight's not as technical as it's just not. The best technical heavyweight fight ever fought was by Daniel Cormier for four rounds, and he lost to Stipe. I just said this earlier. He lost. That was the best anyone's ever done at any time as a heavyweight. Yep, better than Fedor too. I mean, but you know, different styles and stuff. I'm just saying. That it, it is what it is, man. You know, I, we don't need to argue about it or fight about it amongst ourselves. Not that you and I are, but yeah, like you know, he shouldn't have went up there. He thought he was going. He thought he was going to meet John Jones at the top. You know, and I'm, I'm gonna be fair too. I, I've said this a lot. John Jones, absolutely 100%, does not deserve to fight the champ. He absolutely needs to fight somebody first. And I think that somebody should be Alistair Overeem, but. Could be someone else. I think he should fight a, a veteran heavyweight fighter. But you know what? He's scared to fight a Rosen strike because he'll he knock his ass out. He don't want to fight a Curtis Blades because Curtis Blades might knock his ass out. John Jones is scared, bro. He's scared. He's wolfing. He's talking. I hear him doing everything but signing papers. Everything. Anyway. Um... Yeah, what do you so, what do you see Dominic? We talked about light heavyweight a little bit. What are your thoughts on Dominic Reyes and where he should go after he got his ass knocked out? Without trying to da- dabble in MMA math, because um, I know that doesn't work. Kinda a little bit. Well, if it does, I think Dominic Reyes is the well, he was the light heavyweight champion, but <laughs> it's um, <laughs> I think I think he had. We were talking earlier about um, having. It's your night, um, and that perhaps a performance of a lifetime. I don't know if that was a performance of a lifetime. It certainly looked it when he fought Jan Blachowicz for the vacant title in his next fight after the John Jones fight, but I think 
Dominic Reyes showed in the John Jones fight that at the time when you watched that, that you know he's just beaten, in my opinion, um, he beat him, um, and he beat one of the yeah. greatest of all time. So what does that do for him moving forward? Does does the loss to Jan and the loss, the bad loss to Yuri Prohaska, where does he go now? I mean, imagine being Dominic Reyes where you you think you did enough to beat one of the greatest fighters ever and you should have won the belt and you're now facing a two-fight losing streak and both of them were bad knockouts. So Because, you know, his problem was that he thought he won instead of understanding that he didn't. Because he went in there thinking he was just going to beat Jan Blahovich and he got his yeah. ass. I don't know what he was thinking. He started trading with him. Started mm-hmm. trading with him. And then once you start trading with somebody like that, it only takes a little bit to knock you out. And he got caught slipping. Um, he could have won that fight had he not. Yeah. I don't think he was going to win the fight when I saw the fight start to happen. It was clear he was going to lose. But he could have. Had a ch- he had a chance. He could have won had he not traded with him. Started trading, got his ass knocked out. I think, um, see, this is this is what happens in the UFC. You get that hunger until you get there, and then it's like, uh, I don't know. I guess I'll just kind of, I should beat Jan. So, nope. Blahovitz knocked him out, and then now, you know, Yuri knocked him out. My, that's why I'm saying, stop cutting weight. Get lazy. Don't get fat. Stop cutting weight. And go knock some fools out up at uh, heavyweight, man. Let's Let's go. I think some people a, yeah, I think he'd have a great physical advantage, um, speed and and athletic ability um, over a lot of guys at heavyweight. I just, for me, I don't know if Dominic Gray is. Problems with them. Oh, Steep, that I mean, that would be a great fight. It would, you know, but like Steep, I think Steep would have a lot of problems with them, and that's a good thing. That that bodes well for Dominic Reyes. I think Dominic Reyes, although uh, smaller, would be a problem for Cyril Gaon. He would. If that power transfers over, you in trouble, man. You know, we know Reyes can knock people out, but man, that farm system really, you know, if, if they had a farm system, you'd have somebody ready to go. Instead, Dominic Reyes getting his ass knocked out just on the daily now, <laughs> what are you going to do? That's a spot you thought was going to be filled with a, a star, and now it's not. Hmm. I think there's something to be said about the that sort of maybe hybrid between heavyweight and lightweight divisions where there's guys, you know, six foot three, six foot four, six foot five, and, and they're maybe a bit on the small side in terms of how physically gifted and and you know sh- you know toned and and all, and shredded and 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 yet you think like you're saying add a bit of muscle mass add a bit more weight you know it doesn't have to be fat but and and have that speed and athletic advantage over some of the bigger guys at heavyweight i mean dominic reyes could be one um anthony smith could be another rakic but the thing is, they're they're at the top of. I mean, what do you do if you're Anthony Smith? He's ranked four in the in the light heavyweight division, but the the champion's a guy that you know absolutely mauled him. Anthony Smith is a bum. I cannot stand him at all. I gave him his props for him not, you know, 
saying I, I quit in that John Jones fight where John Jones cheated because that's what he does. John Jones cheats, and he has a loss to prove that he's a cheater. Hmm. He hits people illegally all the time. You don't believe me? Go look at his record and go see the time he got caught, and they had to say he lost because of it. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Anthony Smith is such a fraud. He's so fraudulent about the type of fighter he is. He acts so big and tough. And then he goes in there and lays an egg. And I'm like, who was you talking to? Did you think you were fighting me in there? You know, like you thought you were fighting my grandmama or something? You're fighting a grown-ass man, and you didn't do anything you said you were going to do. Now, look, talk is one thing, but to be so sure of yourself, which Anthony Smith really is, so sure of yourself. I don't give a damn what's going on in your life or how hard you had it or what your story is. You saying... Just say, hey, man, I'm going to, I'm going to go out there and do my best. Okay? I'm going to go out there. I'm going to fight. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try to come home with the W. Not, I'm, I'm this type of fighter. I'm this. I'm that. You're not selling me. You're not selling me. You're selling yourself. You know, you, you're, trying to, you're trying to talk you into thinking you good. And you might believe it, but I don't. Forget about him. He should move to heavyweight or get the hell up out of MMA. He's just going to leave MMA, man. He's one of those clowns. Hey, Anthony Smith, bye. You're going to leave. You're going to leave. Goodbye. He's going to leave. What, what, who's he going to fight? What's he going to do? You say, you asked me the question, what does Anthony Smith do? Nothing. Sit his ass at home and not fight because he didn't beat John Jones when he had the chance. He, he was so outclassed, it was disgusting. Get the hell out of the UFC and go to Bellator where they're hungrier than you and they're going to beat your ass anyway. Good night. Um, we discussed heavyweight, and I think both of us are settled on Francis versus John Jones if it happens. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's the that's the one we have to we, we just have to hope for that. Um, I I want to see John Jones lose immediately, so I would love to see him fight Cyril Gaon and run into that buzzsaw. But he, mm. I guarantee you, he won't. Not somebody who's well rounded like that. Look at every fight he's ever taken. Like he he does pick his fights pretty well. He didn't I ain't fight Dominic Reyes again. Why not? You lost the first time. You know who else beat him? Uh, uh, Tiago Alves. Um uh, Tiago uh, Yeah, I'm not uh, oh, whoever the dude is with the Thor Hammer. Yeah, I, I messed up. I'm sorry. Too many Tiagos. Tiago. I think it's Santos, isn't it? Yeah, whatever that dude. Yeah, that's it out. He's it got was, a big, he's an got a big in there Thor hammer on his chest. No one, no one will miss. Yeah, that, that guy. <laughs> he tore all his ligaments in his legs, and he still pursued John Jones as John Jones proceeded to go backwards. Nope, you can't win the fight that way. Sorry, he lost the fight when he started to run. John Jones is a runner. He's a runner, man. He's got his track shoes on all the time, straight up. Um, so they call him Hussein Bolt. <laughs> Um, strawweight, women's strawweight. Move on to the the women's divisions now. We haven't. I don't think we've talked about Rose or anyone in the women's strawweight division. Um, no, we talked about this a little bit, but it was, a, it was something different. Um, I don't know who she fights next. I really don't. I, I don't think, think she has a contender yet. I think she should just wait. Hmm. I do. I think she just. Oh no no no! She's fighting um. Carla. Esparza. 
Yeah, and that's gonna be garbage. I don't want to watch that. Yeah, I was I was thinking when you saying that I was like, yeah, I know what you're saying on the grand scheme of things. Like, you want you know the, the last two fights with Zhang Wei Li, the first one, you know, um, yeah, that's exciting. And then you go from that to Carla Sparza. I mean, it might still be a decent fight, but there's no. She's not a, yeah, she's not a exciting fighter, and neither is Thug Rose most of the time. To be real fair about it, like. No, 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 no. Okay, I'll say this. It was probably who she was fighting. I won't do that to her. It, it was probably who she was fighting. But, like, that's the problem. You can't make a name for yourself by beating anybody. All the names have been beaten by Amanda Nunes. All of them. That's why she has a name. Because she beat every former champion before her. Every one of them. So, uh, strawweight's trash. <laughs> they need a farm division. They need an NXT, a 205 Live, if you will, even an AEW Dark. They need to get some talent off the indie scene or something, because it's, it's poor. I mean, if, if strawweight's trash, then what does it make the women's flyweight and bantamweight divisions? I mean, Jesus. What happened to Mick Anderson? I don't even think there should be like a women's like uh, weight class. Just let them all fight, because there's nobody in there, man. Nobody. Like, what? where's Megan Anderson at? She got her think, ass. Well, I think she she's, I think Megan Anderson is still under contract, but I think she's going to be released and go and fight somewhere else. I'm not sure. She needs to go to PFL. Somebody needs yeah. to take care of that Harris girl, that Harris lady. She's super garbage. I've never heard someone who's never fought anybody meaningful talk so much shit. Wow. When the, like, when a real fighter gets a hold of you, you're out of here. Kayla Harris, is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look. She fought somebody who was like one in three and talking big shit. I want Ronda Rousey. Like, man, please, you don't stop it. It's like she's she's mm. what they thought Jake Paul was. A, a liar and a charlatan. She's a charlatan. Somebody for real is gonna Chukagian. Caitlin Chukagian can come in there and beat. The holy hell out of Kayla Harris. It would be disgusting. She'd make her look like Meatwad from Oscar Teen Hunger Force when she was done. Just saying. Anyway, uh, that's too much. Uh, well, I, I, would, uh, I think when we talk about the women's uh, division, because it's just really one, we should just lump them all together. Because mm. they could just drop some weight and fight each other, right? I think a lot of them do intertwine. Um... And just it's confusing. The, the, the poor depth in, in the divisions. But, I mean, flyweight, you've got, for me, the only thing that I can think of is Talia Santos, who's on th- you know a bit of a win streak, going up against Shevchenko. But does anyone want to see that? Not really. Nope. Um, bantamweight, you've obviously got Pena and Amanda Nunes rematch. And then outside of that, you know, Misha Tate's just <laughs> lost. <laughs> I mean, yeah, good. She's a loser. I knew she was yeah, going to lose. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> That's mean. That's mean. I don't mean to be mean. But I, I, come on. let's we, We're analysts, right? Did, yeah. We saw that coming. She's not that good. Like, her last the fight she won, she, she arguably shouldn't have. If we're looking at what should have happened. But, like, if you hungry, Misha Tate ain't getting past you. And, mm. and, and the, the vision has grown so far beyond where she was, what she was capable of. I want to see, and I I can't stand Holly Holm either. I want to see Holly Holm come and snatch that belt off Pena. 
Come and snatch it. Come get your money, Holly. Because that's the only time you're going to come get it. Come get your money like Misha Tate took your money. It's your time. You want a belt. Come get it. Snatch it off her. And who's going to be Holly Holm? <laughs> who's going to beat her? Oh, that's a tough. And Holly Holm's still very tough out for anyone. Very, very. Even, even, um, even she was very predictable. That's why Nunez took her out with the same thing she does. But even um, Cyborg couldn't mm. take her out. Holly Holm is the standard for women's MMA. If we're talking about championship level, that's it. If you cannot beat Holly Holm, you know, I'm, and she went the distance with Shevchenko, you know, like those are two, two champs, man. Mm. She went the distance when like she's she's not a chump. It's just that comparatively, she's a chump. Like she got her ass whooped against those two people, you know, it's but she still was in there with them. And the only other people I can really kind of think of is like Maya. You know, but she lost. So whatever. Um, MMA math. It's like. It's like football math and basketball math. Yeah, just because you beat this person doesn't mean you can beat the other people. But it stands to reason that there's a standard and that, like, if you can't pass that standard, then you shouldn't be able to leapfrog past it. I think Pena, being gifted this win, she's going to run into that. She's going to hit that standard. And I think I don't think she passed that standard yet, to be for real. I think Holly Holm beat her ass. Like, head kick, done, boom. I don't think Pena punches hard enough. She could get, she might get Holly Holm on the ground, but Holly Holm is deceptively strong. Cyborg wasn't strong enough to uh, finish her, and uh, Shevchenko actually wasn't strong enough to finish her. She couldn't physically keep her down long enough to do it. So, no, I do not think that Pena could get past the standard that is Holly Holm. What do you think? I think. I think Holly Holm, without being disrespectful, has become (laughs) (laughs) without being disrespectful, disrespectful, but then a way to say something disrespectful. (laughs) I think um, she has become perhaps one of those gatekeepers, um, which is crazy. Um, No, she is. She absolutely is. And I think I think somebody snuck in that gate, though. I think he is. Gate. I think she's snug in the gate. I want to see her. I want to see them fight. I want to know if Juliana Pena is actually good enough. I don't believe she is. I really don't. I think she's right below that level. But there's a level, and I think she's below it. I think she's mm-hmm. below uh, Holly Holm. I don't like Holly Holm. I, I I just don't like. I think she's too. Whatever. I don't like her. I don't. I don't like a lot of these fighters. Whatever. They they get they get they just think they're something they're not. Like so many times. And it rubs me the wrong way. Like Sean O'Malley, man, you putting on shun- sunglasses and robes? Remember they cut a vignette? They had a video package for him? Lost. Yeah. Wasted all that time on this clown. <laughs> the WWE style promos, and you lost. I think he'd be good in WWE. Yeah, he would. He absolutely would. I think he'd be uh, a good heel in WWE. I think he'd be a better babyface, actually. Oh, yeah, maybe. Because he's, a, because he's a natural heel, I think he'll have what it, he'll be like the opposite of the Miz. Like he'll be a, he'll be a great talker, but like he'll be a good baby face. I think he's a good street 
like uh baby face like ah i got it out the mud like yeah i'm always fight for mine i think yeah you got usually you're the opposite of what you are like miz is a nice dude so he's a he's a heel you know yeah um well i think you know i've gone a little bit over time but um yeah that was still interesting about um fights that we are looking forward to but perhaps just one more um, in 2022, what fighter are you most looking forward to seeing back out competing um, this year? Cyril Gaon. Mm. Yep, I think it all falls on him. We need heavyweights. I mean, because if I don't pick Cyril Gaon, um, I probably have to go with like Deontay Wilder because he needs to fight Anthony Joshua. Uh, the heavyweights is, is where I'm getting at. That's the most important division in all of combat sports. Don't Agreed. believe me? Go look at Roman Reigns. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is the proof of it. You can, br- you can bring a pro wrestler and drop him into MMA, and it's fine. CM Punk almost ruined all of that. <laughs> but you know, he, he, he did. He almost, he almost ruined it all. In fact, he did, for the most part. But um, a, a lot of people, th- there's a crossover there, and I like crossovers. Ty- Tyson Fury crossed over into WWE, um, and I think Cyril Gaon is going to cause the change in mixed martial arts at the heavyweight le- le- level that should have happened probably two decades ago. Now, I know that's saying a lot. I know it is, but look at how absurdly trained and like we talking about. You were talking about you know athletes, like they weren't really athletes then. They're athletes now. They're not just some fat ass throwing punches. They're athletes now. Cyril Gaon needs to be that guy you see and go, oh, that's an athlete. We got athletes out here now. Let's see what this big guy could do. Like put him on. Let, let Cyril Gaon win. Put him on ESPN and let him charm you. Now I know you could do that with Nagano too, but if you if if he gets his ass, well, we can't do it with him. So we need someone else to do it. Cyril Gaon will cause the revolution in the evolution, rather, in the heavyweight division that we've been needing. We'll see Dominic Reyes, the Blahoviches, all of those guys. We'll see them start to come up, do what they need to do. They'll and we'll just have people naturally just fighting at bigger weights. Maybe flyweight needs to be gone, you know, and get some good ones. But um, uh, what's that guy that um, uh, Israel Adesanya beat the hell out of? Uh, his last Paolo title Costa. defense. Yes, Paulo Costa. Move up, Paulo Costa. Oh, you did great sure. light heavyweight. What are you doing? Get Paolo Costa should just move to heavyweight. Forget light heavyweight. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, like, just move up. Just move up. Fight at your natural weight. Stop being late, you know, like stop being lazy in terms of because I know cutting weight isn't lazy, but it's lazy to fight someone that's smaller than you, so to speak. Get your goofy ass out of here and stop trying to beat up, you know, oh, this guy's smaller than me. Like that's what Conor McGregor was doing. That's what he was doing. And I never forgive that chump that gave him that title and made him a double champ. He was getting his ass whooped ever since then. Um, who made Conor McGregor the double champ? Eddie Alvarez. Yeah, you bum. You damn bum. He came over from Bellator. 
like Michael Chandler did. He was the first one. I was like, man, this guy's that dude. Watch out for him. Yeah, he got the title, right? Let McGregor come in and then uh, take everything from him. And Michael Chandler was actually the guy we thought Eddie Alvarez was going to be. Anyway, I digress. Mm. Uh, heavyweights. Heavyweights. Cyril Gaon. That's the guy I'm looking forward to. If you beat Nagano, there's a lot of promise there. And then to keep John Jones bitch ass on the sideline because he'd be scared to fight him. So for Sean, his fighter is Cyril Gaon. And for Reese, his fighter is Francis Ngannou. So who would, One have of thought, us. <laughs> who would have thought they would be fighting in less than a week's time and both of our picks for a full year will be out within the week. <laughs> so <laughs> um, That's how you got to do it, baby. All or nothing. Balls to the wall. We still yeah. got time, though. Think about that. We still got time to where they might end up fighting at this time next year. Mm. It's, it's not impossible. This is only the first time they're fighting, and he might fight again next year at this time. It'd be perfect. It'd be a beautiful story for whoever gets that ass knocked out. <laughs> it, might, it might happen to him again, but if it don't, that's going to be the third year we're going to be talking about that. Think about it. This fight could happen three times, once each year. Crazy. This is the first meeting between the two. So that's how we got to project out to the future. We, you know, like we're not. We're not too far off in our thinking. We really aren't. Uh, we're really on to something with this. And I, I didn't know Cyril gone. You know, you hear that, oh, this guy's this good and he might have all the tools. And then I saw it against a Derek Lewis. And I knew he was for real. And I was like, okay, all right. I- I'm ready. Let's go. He can't talk, but like, he don't, he, he's charming. I can say that. He's got a good smile. That's good. So does Nagano. I, I, I think this is the fight that that lays out everything for the, possibly all of UFC. Mm. This is the fate of UFC is in this. Nagano loses, UFC is done. Cyril Gaon lo- wins, but Cyril Gaon loses, and UFCs will thrive. One shall stand and one shall fall. What a fight we've got to look forward to um, this coming Saturday with the heavyweight champion of the world, Francis Ngannou versus the interim champion, much to Sean's pleasure of the, him having that title. But, um, yeah, what a way to start the year. Um, it's a great fight. And what a way to start this new journey for myself and Sean with this um, exciting and um, interesting little setup we've got here with our pop, um, podcast. And um, thank you all for listening. This is Sporkus, and you have been Sports Entertained. 